0: Well, hello. It is Tuesday, September 1st. Already? September? Got a good show for you today. We talk about everything. Everything. If you enjoy this show after listening to it today, feel free to tell a friend to listen. If you don't enjoy the show, just act like it never fucking happened. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, stud. Hold on. I got something I got to hit. Here, hold on. I was sent this by the bookers. (laughs) Maurice Jones-Drew is an NFL Network analyst, and you can follow him on Twitter at MJD, one of the best handles of all time. NFL Network's Inside Training Camp live coverage airs daily starting at 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's a good time. we got a pro bowler, absolute stud, all pro, and the NFL Rush Yards leader in the year 2011 from the Jacksonville Jaguars most of his career, ladies and gentlemen, Maurice Jones-Drew.
1: Let's go, MJD!
0: What's up, Pat? Hey. What's up with fucking Duval County, MJ? <laughs> hey, listen, as a guy whose name is synonymous with the franchise, there's only a few. I think you, Fred Taylor, I believe Mark Brunel maybe mm-hmm. back in the day. I think there's only a few. Brant Boyer, who's a special team stud, <laughs> who's now the uh, special teams guy for the Jets. There's only a few names synonymous with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So when you wake up and see everything that's going on down there, what are your initial thoughts?
2: I mean, literally, like, I woke up. I woke up at seven fifteen West Coast time. My phone's blowing up. I got all these text messages. What's going on? And I'm, I'm. I thought something had happened. I thought like, you know, like something crazy had happened. So I, you know, I instantly go on Instagram and Twitter to kind of see what happened. I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me, right? I think when you look at, it, I guess the Jags are trying to get rid of the Coughlin there, or whatever they had there. But how do you continue to let? Well, let me start this. Let me say this. I am a little flustered right now. Because, <laughs> oh, that's all right. So take, running, hey, take your time. Listen, We're sounding running good. backs. Running backs do matter, right? Running Bingo. backs are people, too. I agree. I just want to make sure I put that out there. I agree. Um, it, it, to me, it's just like you have this philosophy that you want to win. You want to throw the ball. You want to do all this. Yet he's one of your most talented players on that team. How do you win without talented players? Now, we've had our battles back and forth, right? We've we've. The Colts, Jaguars, imagine playing a game without Reggie Wayne and, and, and Marvin Harrison because they don't fit your system.
0: It makes no sense, MJ. There's a lot of things that make no sense because just three years ago, 2017, AFC Championship game with a lot of that roster, by the way, now gone. Get out of here. Not our culture, not our system. It's like, well, it was your culture and your system when you had the most success you had had in a long time. Now you've got to eliminate everybody but from the team, basically. Are they just trying to build something new? How are they? How have they been able to maintain their jobs through this entire thing? I mean, what is
2: the whole deal down there? Again, I, I'm, I'm on the West Coast now. I'm not really – I don't have – I'm not in it like I used to be. But I'll say this. They've drafted well over the last couple of years. The problem is they've had these high draft picks and then somehow, someway, they trade them away for more draft picks. Like, you can't win with draft picks. You're going to win with players, guys that you get on second-year deals, you know, guys that you get out of free agency that impact the game. Uh, and, and they've had an issue right now with trading Jalen Ramsey away, Dante Fowler, Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, I mean, cutting Leonard Fournette, right? Trying to trade him away. You cut him. It's just like, why? Why not keep him and and, and try to help unless you're tanking? And then, you know, Man. I've heard the Zoom call. I've heard the Zoom call with Doug Marone who was like, I'm not tanking. I'm trying to figure this out. So for me, it's just like I hope that the first-round picks of the last couple of years that are still there, uh, Taven Bryant, Josh Allen, um, they have the two from this year. I hope those guys are your type of players, because those are those are really good players that you have to uh, find a way to get them to their second and third contracts. Another guy they let go was Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, think about what he did in Chicago. He was a baller for the Jaguars. You let him go into free agency because he tears his ACL. He gets paid by the Chicago Bears and's gone on to have a great a great career. So you you have to make sure when you're making those decisions that they're the right decisions. Like you can't keep trading and signing guys that don't produce on the field.
0: I was a part of a team that everybody outside of our locker room was saying we were tanking, right? Everybody was like, this you team- You guys is- were though, <laughs> you let's be honest. Hey, I was punting the, the fucking shit out of that ball. I <laughs> you was- were. I, And listen, you were doing your job, but I, let's be honest. They, okay, well, hey, listen, that's what I was about to say though. Players will never tank. Okay, Players no. Players do not want to put bad stuff on film. Players want to make as much money as possible. Them not playing well is not good for them as a business, which is ultimately what the NFL is for players. This is our job. This is our professions. Yes, it's a game, but this is how you make a living. So you can't play terribly. But boy... It feels like, now granted, we had the same conversation about the Dolphins last year, and B-Flow and Fitzpatrick wouldn't let him lose outright. The Cincinnati Bengals, who weren't trying to take, somehow figured out how to lose better than everybody else. But this feels like a lot of decisions are being made in an attempt to potentially reestablish their team with a guy like, I don't know, uh, Big Fabio Trevor Lawrence, (laughs) Justin Fields, something like that. Does it feel like that conversation is obviously heading into full steam right now?
2: No, I, I, it definitely does. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that, I I don't – I I go back to what the Spurs did when they got Tim Duncan. Like, let's be honest. Everyone knew the Spurs were taking him, and, and Popovich was like, listen, Tim Duncan is one of the best power forward centers in the game. Like, yes, we're trying to get him. Okay? They get him, then they go on a tear. And I became a big Spurs fan through that time. They added Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and other pieces. But Tim Duncan was that piece they were looking for. So if Trevor Lawrence is the guy that you're looking for, just say it. Like, don't tell me we're not tanking. <laughs> I don't know. They're allowed you keep to keep <laughs> making these, and you keep making these moves. I think that's what makes the fan base so frustrated. Like you can't trade away. Jalen Ramsey, who I call the games now for the Los Angeles Rams is probably the best corner in the NFL and they have the best defensive, uh, Aaron Donald and our rusher, uh, covers guy and Jalen Ramsey tandem in the league. You can't tell me that guy isn't good enough to play for your team his uh
0: altercations on the sideline i believe is why the jacksonville jaguars were able to pr spin zone it they were able to spin it like oh this guy isn't good for our locker room but now calais campbell gets traded out of there everybody says right. he's a great leader in a locker room like everywhere he's been people are like this guy's a good leader in the locker room now yannick and wants the hell out of there leonard Fournette's cut what are they trying to do and how do they keep their jobs down there is it just because Shad Khan's just like hey i gotta pull it a bit i got a yacht here i got a team over here <laughs> no, and no, he doesn't no. even know what's going on like does he even no. know what they're I'll, doing?
2: I'll, I'll say this. Sean Khan definitely is involved. Uh, I, I think right now that he he's trying to give them more time. Like, he feels like everyone deserves time. a second chance. And so uh, I'm about to tell you. So he feels like everyone deserves a second chance. And I think they had a great run with a bunch of personalities. It didn't work out. So now they're trying to do it the opposite way. The problem is it's going to take you four or five years to get back to where you were to that AFC championship t- type of talent if you can – if you can get there, because let's remember, the Jaguars were really healthy. Blake Bortles was playing lights out when they did it, and that defense was number one in the, in the league. How do you get back to that in the next three or four years when you continually are trading guys away and letting guys go? I don't know. Hopefully it works out, though, because I'm always going to be a Jags fan. No matter what, I feel the Jags are going to go 16-0. and 0. That's just who I am. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you
0: don't. Come on. No, hey, don't.
2: Come on. Every no, time I put it out there, I put 16-0. and 0. <laughs> Just like I, I i done the same for the Raiders, who I played for for like six months. And then the same for the Rams, who I work for currently. Those three teams will go 16-0, especially. And if they don't play each other, they'll go 15-0-1 if they play each other. Yeah, because
0: they'll tie, obviously. right? You feel you see what I'm saying?
2: And then the Super Bowl should be the Rams versus either the Jags or the Raiders. And then I get a ring regardless. You yeah. see you yeah. what I'm going with that? Smart. I, I see what you're
0: doing there. It's smart.
2: I, I just hope that there's there's more to what we're seeing. Nah, they stink. When I hear, when <laughs> they I stink. They stink. They stink when I hear people. when I hear Doug Marone say, "Well, he doesn't fit our philosophy," my mind is like, "Well, who does?" Because I've seen Leonard Fournette catch the ball 60, 60 catches last year. So if you're trying to throw the ball, he could he could do that. He's your best running back with the ball in his hands, and he's I don't want to say he's cheap, but he he's for what he does. And also- He's a rookie. Back
0: in the day, he didn't perform as well as as everybody thought he was going to, remember there's some stuff. He went out and did like a a peace pipe out in Wyoming, came back, eliminated, and he became like his his best self. And now it's like, ah, get him out of here. We finally got the best Leonard Fournette we could possibly have. Let's get him the hell
2: out of here. Listen, man, I I am, uh, I woke up this morning more like so many emotions. You know, I'm not, I try not to be emotional when it comes to business like this, but you know, Getting it, being around that organization, seeing them at their highest with all those guys, and then now seeing all those guys going, it's like, like, dang, like, are we really like, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah. And so all I could do is sit back. I mean, I getting a lot of this stuff on Twitter and Instagram, um, but at the end of the day, it's like, look, all we could do as fans is sit back, and you know, you still got Josh Allen, you have Gardner Minshew who's a, a character and, and a really good football player. He has some really good young receivers. I mean, we just got to hope that they, they he can pull magic out of the hat, pull the rabbit out of the hat and make it work, babe. Like, I'm all for it. If, if that's what it takes, I'm still salty, but I want the Jags to win. So.
0: Oh, man, that was an incredible little run you went on there. We still got,
2: you know. I, I can name some guys. You want me to name them? <laughs> I don't know if you okay, can anymore. You got my Bruin, Miles Jack. <laughs> hey, Miles Jack's still there, okay. Miles, four, you, got, four. you got Allen. Uh, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. yeah. we oh, yeah. DJ Chart. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah, Chark. yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah. Oh, DJ Chart. We still got DJ Chark. Tyler Eifert, if he stays healthy. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. the tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 An we an got Tyler Eifert. You, you. you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, keep going. Josh Lambo, the kicker. Hey, Oh Lambo. Hey, kick. People are you know punters are people too.
3: Joe Sherbert, Kickers friend of the show. Too. Joe Sherbert, Sherbert. Joe Sherbert. Yeah, Sherbert. We, yeah got him,
2: like, So we got some pieces. We got to put it all together. I, I mean, that's, I, I'm, just, I'm just giving you the optimism that I'm feeling It's flowing now. So it is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully it works out. <laughs> hey, what's the team that you think
0: is going to surprise this year? I really think this Patriots team, by the way, the Patriots have somehow painted themselves into a corner of not being good. So whenever they're good all of a sudden, because Bill Belichick's the best coach in the history of coaches, it's going to be like, oh, nobody knew they were going to be good. It's like this team is so annoying how good they are all the time.
2: I love the Patriot mantra is everyone's against us and um, they find a way every year. If it's, you know, we don't have Tom Brady, we're going to go with Stidham and the whole time they're trying to get cam for like three months. And then they get cam in June. It's like, Oh, here we go. Um, the Patriots are going to be really good. I, I, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be, you oh, know, yeah. your, your team, you know, where you're from is going to be a tough, uh, tough team as well. Cause you get big Ben back. Hopefully Connor can stay healthy. You know, Juju needs to step his game up as being the mm-hmm. number one guy. But, I mean, they got a lot of young receivers there as well. And with that defense, it's going to be crazy. Uh, but hey, I mean, Can
0: I stop you there? Can I stop you there? Yeah. Pittsburgh Senators are my team. They could have
2: paid me. They chose not to. So, <laughs> like oh, well,
0: li- li- look, listen. Money's I, thicker
2: than blood, I, for sure. I, <laughs> look, I, I, I completely <laughs> agree. I, I went to Oakland for six months to go back home. That's all I mean. I just went there for six months, dabbled my foot in the water, then I, and then, you know, they decided I wasn't good enough to play and I retired but Tom Tomlin, um,
0: Tomlin and I had a pretty good car uh, like relationship he was the reason why I got drafted to be honest because I had a workout in West Virginia, I wasn't invited to the combine. So my senior workout was like a massive day and it was happening in the stadium and the workouts were up in the indoor facility and it was cold as hell, right? It was cold as hell. So they're like, hey, go down, do you wanna run? I was like, no, 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 I don't wanna run. Do you wanna lift? I'm like, no. They're like, well, people might not watch you kick then if you don't do anything else. It's like, oh, I just wanna be fresh for the kicking or whatever. So as people are running 40s, I'm like warming up and I'm just launching footballs into the roof. Boom, like just trying to bang these things in the roof of our indoor facility as hard as I can, right? Then they're like, all right, Pat, go down the field or whatever. And I'm sitting down there for like 15 minutes. And the real question is like, will... Any scouts come down to the field to watch me kick, right? So, literally, I'm down there 15 minutes. I'm like, fuck. they're not. (laughs) Nobody's going to come. I should have just ran. I should have did the lifting thing. I should have done the whole thing. And then Tomlin comes walking down in front, and it's Tomlin and, like, 15 scouts or whatever. And Tomlin puts me through an entire workout. It was like him putting me through a workout and everything. And I, like, turned around. I was like, you're so nice, man. He was like, Bill Stewart gave me my first job. So, Bill Stewart was our coach at the time. He gave me my first job. Bill Stewart says he likes you. And any, I think his exact words were, any motherfucking that kick a 51-yarder in Heinz Field should be in the NFL. And I was like, oh, I appreciate that, man. So he worked me out. So we had this relationship, this entire relationship right. throughout my entire career. And there was, it got a little bit later in my career or whatever. And we would talk before every game. And he was like, hey, I'm going to get your ass when you're old and cheap. I'm going to bring you back home. I want to let you know that. And I said, I ain't never going to be cheap. And I'm actually retiring after this year. So fucking take a hike. <laughs> but at, was it nice going back home? Was it nice going back home to play in Oakland? Uh,
2: yeah, it, like it was really expensive. It became expensive because everybody like you, you forget how many friends you have, how many everybody, you know, they want to come. And, and I had uh, it was. But, you know, I enjoyed it because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm back at the crib. I had a place. I have a house there. Like, I just wanted to come home, play in front of my uh, my grandfather who passed away. His brother was still alive. So I wanted him to see me play in person. So I got a chance to get him on the field, which is pretty cool. Uh, and it was more of like a, you know, it's, it was like that Derek Jeter walk-off, but you said it was just in Oakland. It didn't happen at every other stadium around where <laughs> I went, but it just, it just in Oakland. You know what I mean? So it was cool. How it do was you, it kind of like, are the Raiders fans going to stick with them through Vegas? You think, or are they get mad? Oh, oh yes. I oh. mean, you have to remember half of Oakland, the Oakland Raider fans were from Los Angeles anyways. Right mm-hmm. now there's some that are upset. Don't get me wrong. I was, I, I took it personal. Cause when I was at, practicing there, they had dudes from San Antonio, Vegas. Coming in, talking, like, it was crazy. But at the end of the day, like, I lived near Mark Davis, and we have some similar uh, acquaintances or friends, you may say. And I understood, like, look, this is a money play. Like you said, this is a business. And if Oakland wasn't willing to raise or help to uh, fix that Coliseum, which isn't the best, Uh, I played in that in two thousand. In high school, in a a 2002 championship high school football game, it was the same stadium in 2014. It was like, (laughs) all right, um, (laughs) I got to go to where the money is, and so Vegas put up the money. I actually got a chance to go. I drove down there on a day trip just to go see the stadium. It was pretty. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it's 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 a dope stadium. So the
0: thing looks insane from the aerial shot. I can't believe they got it done. I can't believe they got SoFi Stadium done there in Los Angeles. Have
2: you seen that the inside of that as well? Yeah, I've been in there twice. That that is bananas. I I I've, I've been wondering though, like with all these stadiums, all that's going on, like you have to try to way to to make some money back. I know concerts are going to happen. You're gonna have different venues, <laughs> but why not put a nightclub in one of these places, right? Like yeah, SoFi really. Stadium is literally about to be in the middle of. They're gonna make this thing called Hollywood Park. There's gonna be all type of stuff everywhere. Like I would put a nightclub in SoFi Stadium just Thursday, Friday. You get a little, you know, income, some extra, yeah, some extra income coming in. You know, I, it just it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, both like these new stadiums that are coming up. I've been to Minnesota. Uh, obviously, I played in Lucas Oil, um, Dallas. They're, they're just getting bigger and crazier by the second.
0: Hey, Jerry has a, a nightclub in there, I think. I believe there's a nightclub happening in Jerry's during the games, though. Yeah. Like whenever you, there was like, I, there was go go dancers at one point I saw during Warm. I drink. remember. Yep. I remember. <laughs> I was yes. like, what? What's going on? <laughs> hey,
2: they were like suspended above.
4: The air. <laughs> it was insane.
2: It was a circus in there. Jerry Jones. So we 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 played them the first time they opened it that year. They opened it, and uh, I remember going in there. I'm like, yo, we got. I'm telling my team, like, guys, like, don't be distracted by all the craziness. Like, it's this big TV, and there's there's go go dancers, cheerleaders everywhere, and people like like listen. We just got to go in there and play ball. Like this, like you can't let this distract you, man. Some of the young dudes were out there like. What is this? You, know, you get guys that come from like Middle America that don't see anything. You get guys that come from like Alabama with like these small towns, and you go to these places where there's what a fifty-yard TV in there.
0: It's, everybody, like, by the way, hey, everybody on the sidelines like this in Dallas. Everybody, no question. even if you're right on the field, you're just literally looking straight up like this. I would assume that SoFi Stadium in LA is the same way, same way. Oh, but his, but his is a, it's, it's a it circles the whole field the big thing was the big thing was when you're looking up at the tv keep an eye on the action that's about to take your knees out it was a big deal people were just getting sniped on the sideline because they're just watching up there and oh my god that's my side of the field just
2: absolutely have, th- have you seen the uh the little i don't know if it's on someone made like a clip of dudes just getting ran over on the sideline i think half of it is guys in dallas like those old doctors are looking up and the guy just <laughs> catches them right in the chin ah, set him down like like like, bro, you're on the sideline of an NFL game. These dudes are running full speed at you. You're looking up, like, watching as this. this guy's about to just take you out.
0: Yeah, something's going to happen. won't. Uh, yeah. By the way, probably not a lot of people on the sidelines for the Jacksonville Jaguars this year, if I had to no, guess.
2: There'll be a couple of us there. Nah. We'll still do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> think they're trading away. They're going to trade you. They're going to trade oh, no, away they, your records. Listen.
0: They're going to send your records to another team.
2: Uh, they cannot trade me, <laughs> Yep. right? Uh, like you said, you're not cheap. So to trade me, it costs a lot, all right? <laughs> seems like they now, might, might you know, it's a lot of There's a lot of stuff that goes with trading me too. You just, you just can't get me up out of there. You gotta unroot a lot of stuff that we did in the community there.
0: How do you, well, by the way, I appreciate you doing that. That's one of the staples of MJD, by the way, is taking care of people. How do you feel about Yannick Ngakwe saying, I'll take $6 million less, get me the hell out of here. That was a bigger statement but, about everything than I think anything
2: else. Oh, no question. Um, I actually, uh, and when Yannick first got in the league, we yeah, had Yannick. the same agent. I said a and, you know, he's a, the like, I think sometimes we try to understand people, but you don't have to understand everyone. Like, it's like you said, it's a production-based production based business. If he's out there getting sacks, sack fumbles, uh, strip sacks, recovering, like, okay, you're you going to be you. Just do that for me. But um, for someone to take $6 million less to leave a team, that tells you a lot. And that's where I think you have to do some, if it's PR or if it's like getting a private investigator to kind of go in and, and figure out your culture, you need to figure that out because that that, that is a problem because now it's going to be hard to get free agents oh. to go there. Cause guess what? Jalen Ramsey's on here tweeting about like, glad you got out. Like you're free now. <laughs> like, like, like what is all that? Like, how do we get players that want to wanna come unless you're going to, you know, again, like we've done in the past, pay these dudes, crazy money where they're never going to be able to reach that expectation because of the money that they're getting.
0: Well, MJD, I hope you potentially get back on the field for them because the Jaguars need it. You yeah, know, yeah. Maybe get out there. Yeah, and don't, don't you wish that evil on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
5: don't you wish that on me. Man.
0: Maurice Jones-Drew returning to the Jaguars 2020. Mm-hmm. The world has seen much more crazy things. Ladies and gentlemen, three-time All-Pro stud MJD. Appreciate you, man. Bye, Maurice. Maurice. Yeah. Woo. See you later, bub. That's, that is a... There's pain coming through there Oh yeah, when he's talking about it. There is not a lot of promise if you're down there in Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs>
4: I mean, Joe Schobert Sher- just signed down there. They, they're getting a few yep. free agents. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because they signed him for some pretty good money, like 30, oh, yeah. $40 million He had there. like mm-hmm. a 140 tackles.
0: Yeah, like stud. Yeah, good player. And the Browns are paying a bunch of people, and they just <laughs> let him get out of there and say, go ahead, you go down to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But aside from him, we hey, we just tried to name off the roster. You heard us try to do it. Mm -hmm. It was live on air trying to read off the roster. And I think we got, what, nine names? Ten names? Yeah. Hey, but you know what, though? That team might come together. Right. right? Mm-hmm. That Jacksonville Jaguar <laughs> team is being talked about as a team that's tanking. They might come together like no team has ever done in the past. They might be in that locker room looking each other eye to eye, but socially distanced apart and said, hey, nobody fucking believes in this team. But you know what we're doing down here in Duval? We're building a team around Gardner Minshew in a culture that likes to win football games, but not too many games. Because if we do win too many games, we're going to blow the whole fucking thing up. Let's be successful and enjoy our ride. <laughs> (laughs) Here in Duval Hell yeah yeah. yeah. Today's show is brought to you by Roman Obviously everybody knows Roman Is the men's health brand that's trying to help you Be the best you Whether it's hair products Skin products You name it They have it to make you The ultimate you The thing that we are currently uh, Selling you And informing you about is Quarantine sex is a real thing, okay? Get a little bit boring. Why don't you have some long sex? Why don't you have the best sex you've ever had in your life? Why don't you have sex after rubbing some Roman swipes on your shaft? Yes, Roman swipes are these geniusly crafted swipes that you rub on your baby maker moments before fornication. And it'll make you have longer, better Sex And it won't transfer to your partner, so nobody will even know that you were taking a performance-enhancing swipe. It arrives in your door, at your door, in discreet packaging. It's small enough to go in your pocket. Nobody will know you have it, and nobody knows that you have a secret weapon, a tag-team partner in your pocket that's going to make you have longer, better sex. And right now, go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Get free two-day shipping right now. It's a good deal. It'll make you better in a sack.
3: Get forward slash. We have a breaking news from the NFL from Adam Schefter. Okay,
0: here we go. Is the tweet been sent through so we can pull it up? It has. Okay, here we go. It
3: absolutely has. Saints running back Alvin Kamara has had an unexcused absence from training camp the past three days and it is believed to be contract-related.
0: Oh! So, unexcused absence means they're setting it up to find the shit out of him, okay? Mm -hmm. This was not agreed upon. This was not both sides here talking about this. This is an unexcused absence. Three days of missing it. It's going to get a bit pricey, but will it go any further? Alvin Kamara last year was not the focal point of the offense like he was two years ago whenever he broke out onto the scene in fantastic fashion. He was the conversation around every Saints game basically was, hey, they have this running back... Kamara, who not only is incredibly cool, not only is he incredibly smooth, but he is unbelievable. Last year, Michael Thomas took a, the focal point of the offense away from Alvin Kamara. He knows is this his last year of his contract? This is this
3: yeah. last year of his rookie deal? He's going to make two point three million.
0: Okay, two point three million. And we have already talked about how many free agent running backs are after this season. If you look at the list of free agent running backs, Alvin Kamara's on there. James Conner's on there. Dalvin Cook's on there. I mean, you just go through Aaron basically. Jones, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. You're talking about there is. 10 premium running sure. backs that are all free agents next offseason Alvin Kamara this is a smart business decision but if he doesn't get the deal he's going to get fined and he's going to find a tough market next offseason this is a good move business wise but we'll have to see how this thing all pans out because boy the Saints know that there's about nine guys other than him that are going to be on the free agent block next offseason and they might be able to get somebody for very very cheap it will be very if it's three days by the way that means it's not going well because if he threatened to leave camp and they're like all right let's get a deal done we can get a deal done, and they they said no he leaves camp it's not like they got it done the first day it's not like they got it done the second day now they're into three days and it's unexcused. They still don't have a deal done. Tough for Alvin Kamara, but this is the business. Hey, Melvin Ingram over there is yeah. sit, is holding in. Alvin Kamara said, I don't care what the new CBA says, I don't care how much you can find me. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. I do not want to be a free agent alongside all those other guys.
6: I assume that it's different with in like the language of every contract, but what do you think he's getting uh, fined every day for missing practice?
0: Uh it's probably a rather large amount of money, I would
6: assume. Because that. Diggs, I mean, during last season, you know, he he lost two hundred and fifty
0: thousand 000- dollars. A lot of change. Because you get fined for every single thing you miss. Team meeting, lift, walkthrough, practice. This, you get fined for every single thing, and that thing can just start stacking up. And it's all conduct detrimental to the team, by the way, which is an even bigger thing. Joining us now, Super Bowl champ. By the way, we fucking hit everything. Wow. those check marks. That's a show. That's a show. (laughs) That's a show. show. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Gotcha. Hell yeah. Now's the beginning of a brand new show every single day, Monday through Friday, except Wednesday of this week, because he has a previous obligation with uh, his Uh, brother-in-law. Ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl champion, greatest jawline in
7: the history of sports, Mr. Aj Hall. Yeah! What's what, happening, guys? Hey, I, I think it's I think the max fine is thirty k a day if you miss training camp.
0: So that's ninety thousand dollars. Is that on the new CBA or is that just what you've learned throughout your travels here?
7: I don't know. It honestly could be on the old CBA. I I, I really have I I saw it. So I remember seeing that somewhere but yeah it could be the old cba when did they get the new one done during COVID? like during the break did yeah they figure something else out well th- that's
0: why the melvin ingram thing was happening where he was holding in right because they were like well new cba says if he shows up they can't find him blah 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 i don't know if they changed the price or whatever but alvin kamara holding out it has to be because he has seen the free agent market for running backs next offseason. I mean, it is a plethora of talent at the running back position that are going to be on the market. Here we go. Derrick Henry, he's up after a franchise tag with Tennessee. Leonard Fournette, he's actually been cut. He's a free agent right now. Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Mixon, Kamara, Philip Lindsay, Marlon Mack, who, if he can stay healthy, incredible running back. Last year, he had signs of greatness. Todd Gurley, Kenyon Drake. I mean, you name it. James Conner, he's not on there. He'll be up as well. There is a lot other notables. Kareem Hunt. He, how is he not on the fucking thing? James Conner, Matt, you get it, Terry Cohen, and Chris, Chris Carson from yeah. Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. This is an ins- incredibly loaded free agent running back market. If Dalvin Cook tried to get a deal before he got in there, it didn't work. Alvin Camaro's trying right now. That is smart business, but I don't know how it's going to work out, knowing that the team knows that all those people are going to be available next offseason and not everybody can get paid.
7: Yeah, it's, I mean, maybe it's it's probably a smart move by Kamara trying to jump out ahead of all this, but if the Saints really want to flex flex a little bit on him, what if they brought in Lennon Fournette for a workout? <laughs> and he just got released and like, oh, hey, what's Fournette doing in town? Oh, we're just working out, kicked the tires, trying to see what he's like. Do like, you think that would – Bring Kamara back quicker. And Fournette,
0: by the way, they said they tried to trade him. They couldn't. Doug Morone's exact words were We tried to trade him. We couldn't get a fifth.
7: Couldn't get a sixth. Yeah, co- why'd you take a shot? Like, you had to take a shot at him on the way out? Like, <laughs> I big time. We couldn't get anything for this guy.
0: I don't know. But if you're another team and you see that nobody else wanted to trade for him as well, you could probably paid Leonard Fournette accordingly, knowing that there wasn't a lot of interest in the market, in the trade market, unless they just thought everybody thought he was going to get cut. I would assume that they'd be able to get Leonard Fournette at an okay price. Not that crazy of a price. How much is Alvin Kamara making? Two point what? 2.3. million. If you can sign him for one year at $2 million, which is potential. I don't know what the market is for Leonard Fournette, unless I call all the GMs I have in my Rolodex. That's fucking none of them. I don't know what the (laughs) whole market's going to be. But it feels like this is something where Leonard Fournette to the Saints would be quite a gangster move if they were to do that.
7: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I I don't think it's going to happen. But Kamara going into camp, I know, was quoted as saying, like, oh, I'm not worried about my contract situation right now. He, He probably was trying to stay like, you know, hold the company line and, and be a good teammate and try to say like I'm not gonna hold out. And then it probably just got like, they probably just haven't gotten anywhere with a new contract. So he's like, All right man, the only leverage I have is if I take off.
0: Leaving camp though is a big decision. Cause you gotta Jeez. you gotta threaten to leave camp first, right? So somebody has to know that hey, if you Hey, y'all keep fu- – I'll get out of here. I will leave camp right now. Like, no, he won't. No, he won't. Then you leave camp, and it's not like day one to get a deal done. Like, hey, we don't want you to be gone. Let's figure this out. Day two, now we're three days into this thing, and they're presenting it as an unexcused absence so they can find the hell out of him. This is a potential buttoning situation that could be massive.
3: Saints also have Latavius Murray. So, like, if Kamar, if if he misses a week or two, you could you could win games with Latavius Murray as you running back. Oh, I last year boy. This is a
0: problem. He did have
4: 81 catches. I mean, they do throw the rock to him. They need him.
3: Well, now, uh, what's his name? A a T- what? Taysom, situation Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill slips right in.
0: Oh, man. I forgot about Taysom Hill. What did he get? $7 million this year? $8 million? What's Taysom Hill Two get? years, 6 I'm on it. I think you he's making seven, $8 million. Right. Dollars. Yeah. yeah. He'll go in the backfield every once in a while. The Saints, though, what, what an interesting place that is right now, I bet. I mean,
7: that's an interesting building. How does it work, though, when Kamara does get this thing settled? Does he have, like, a two-day reacclimation period where he has to pass three, like, negative COVID tests? How does that work?
0: Yeah, he probably has to get quarantined. AQ had to be locked up in his room for a few days before he had, like, either two or three negative tests before he could even go work out for them. And then working out for them, he had to pass another test, the whole thing, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so... I assume it's a four or five day process. So three unexcused absences actually becomes maybe seven to eight days out of it, which is valuable time for a running back in training camp. We've talked to a lot of running backs who have held out during training camp. Chris Johnson, notable one, told us that he would never do it again because he was out of shape. He said he felt out of shape. He didn't feel as if he was uh, as prepared or anything like that. And if you look at Melvin Gordon last year in uh, for the Chargers, he held out, didn't have the year he had. I think running back is a position where I don't, you don't have to be, Alvin Kamara is obviously a freak athlete but that feels like a position where you have to be in there like you have to you have to be in there. i just hope he i hope he gets paid i hope he has a great year but i don't see how that's going to happen
7: i mean we're just he's probably looking around and seeing like wow man like i got everybody is just devaluing the running back position more and more as time goes when you see Leonard Fournette let go which i love how what they try to say it's strictly for on the field like Bro. production like okay we we know it's not you took a shot at the guy on the way out and You're the head coach doug marone we couldn't do anything nobody won and we've been trying to trade this guy for six months and nobody cares like you don't have to do that if you if you truly i don't know i, I don't know i, I guess I, they must have a pretty poor relationship i know they've had issues back and forth over the years
0: did you hear what uh mjd said maurice jones drew said earlier on the show no he, he gave up hope. He, he, it sounded a lot like he said, I think the Jaguars are going to go 16-0, which is what I say every year, but it doesn't make sense to me what they're doing they're getting rid of everybody it is a clearance sale everything must go Gardner Minshew's our guy you can't name another player here we don't care this is what we're doing it's wild to me what's going on down there AJ I mean legitimately wild. no player will ever try to tank because they want to get paid but it sure feels like the idea here is to potentially suck as bad as you possibly can for a much brighter future Michael Lombardi told us just a couple minutes ago he thinks after the the season after the suck fest it's going to get blown up and they're going to try to restart with a coach and give him kind of control of everything which is what i what you have to do but do you think like dabo sweeney is the guy to potentially give an entire franchise to i mean i guess you don't know until you try but that's what michael lombardi said he feels like they're probably going to do
7: actually first off i i, I tuned in as soon as lombardi jumped on the show with you
0: oh hey welcome to the show hey hey, 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 hey. J. watch your first show. time
7: thank yeah. you man. i like to, i like to watch it and i love that Lombardi legit took shots at maybe 15 different people. <laughs> well, it
0: was unbelievable. He sawed down every human MVP. Mitch got one out of nowhere. I mean, then also the other draft picks that are on Solomon Thomas. You remember yeah. that guy? He, I mean, Lombardi saw down everybody. But he's right about David Caldwell down there and Doug Marone. He feels like they're going to get blown up, and they're just kind of a, they're lame ducks right now kind of sitting here watching the entire team kind of fold in around it.
7: Well, if you're shot Khan, what do you have to lose? Like, you might as well. Like, whatever you do. If you blow it up after this season, don't you think they're a team that, you, for some reason, whatever, whether because they're an expansion team, whatever it is, no, nobody, nobody really cares about the Jags for some reason. Like they they're in the AFC Championship game how many years ago, and people never even really looked at them like a, a, a true threat. I feel like unless you were a diehard Jags fan, and they have they've had some solid players. We know that their defense was rolling that year, but with Ngakwe just taking a big pay cut and Six go million. to Minnesota and they can tag him the following year too like Man, guys are really wanting out of this place. What's happening down there?
0: Oh, $6 million less. Send me out of the Florida weather, too, and the no state tax. Send me into Minnesota. Send me into the tundra and to the state tax. Anything to not be a Jaguar, I am in for. I
7: mean, it's just, that's a wild scene down there in Jacksonville. Fucking wild, wild scene. What? It, well, I guess MJD wasn't there with Marone. Like, I would love to talk to some people on the inside there and just figure out, like, what What's it like? Like, does he, does Gardner Minshew even like it? Is Gardner going to demand a trade here after this season? Well, Gardner, they're kind of building this
0: this team around him, right? It's football team. Let's, let's yeah. get Nick Foles out of here. Let's go ahead and remember they started giving out mustaches and mm-hmm, Jordans mm-hmm. last year. Headbands, around the, headbands. Yeah. They started really like marketing around him. That's why whenever Mania. when Big Richard Nick Foles came back, they had to get rid of him. Yeah, Minshew Mania was a real thing because they didn't want Big Richard to potentially steal that shine. But you got two games in London every single year. You got a fan base that I would assume. Is trying to hold on to some optimism, but there's absolutely nothing. If you're shod Khan is a businessman, at some point you got to be able to turn this thing around. And I would assume he said, "Fuck it, we've kind of sucked forever. Let's just <laughs> completely suck and move forward." But everybody's going to get fired down there, and it's going to be changed. But I mean, that is a high
7: profile. Don't you think they need a high profile hiring, like a Dabo Sweeney would make waves? Like you know, he would be Dabo in his press conferences and create some buzz. I just—I don't hey, know. Listen. I don't know if Dabo has—if he wants to coach in the NFL, and I don't know if his—if it would carry over and he'd be successful.
0: Hey, listen, we're playing football down here in Jacksonville. He is a very Southern
7: man. I, I mean, he is oh, yes. uh-huh. a
0: very, very. By the way, I learned this this weekend. Speaking of Southern, this is the transition you only see on this type of show. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken's first store in Utah—fucking unbelievable. Really? Oh no shit! Yeah, uh, unbelievable.
7: Utah. Utah. Oh, Did you know that? Big, is that where the curls big, from? Uh, They've been considered KFC for years. For some reason, with some kind of patent or trademark, they can't say Kentucky Fried Chicken.
0: Well, they try to get healthy, so it's Kentucky Fresh Chicken is what they changed to. It's KFC Kentucky Fresh Chicken. They're always doing the most, but I was very intrigued to know that White Castle was the first fast food.
4: Okay. White really. Castle was the first fast food. White yeah. stinks.
0: McDonald's oh, yeah. McDonald's mm-hmm. came after that. Mm-hmm. Then KFC was uh, founded in uh, Utah. First ever one was in Utah. What
7: did uh, you watch to where you learned all this?
0: Pizza Hut was in Wichita, Kansas. Shout out to them for wow. making wow. that. And Pizza Hut by the way, the first fast food to be delivered to the International Space Station, that delivery charge was 1 million dollars.
7: Nice. Wow. Pizza, Pizza Hut. <laughs> Pizza, NASA that's, goes that's that's pizza out, out of this Nobody world. Nobody knows if this is true, though. Nobody knows whatever website you read this on or whatever Talking documentary that you watch on YouTube. We it's don't true. know. We can't fact check this. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah, no, he, it's true. Yeah, yeah, check it right now. Do- who paid the million dollars? the The U.S. government, uh, Russia. I think it's Russia's space world.
0: station. Thank you very who much. Who ordered the pizza? Yeah, it was probably them. Pizza who out of this ordered world. The- pizza Hut. It's
7: like when AQ ordered those fifteen pizzas for your bachelor party. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was not well received, and I don't think that actually it turned out to be a hero move. And mm-hmm. AQ knew that. Hey, AQ down there, down there in Tampa, he's putting a towel in his ass. He is doing the. I saw a couple what? photos. There's Ask a to. towel. There's a towel hanging out of his pants down there. He's yeah, I mean,
7: a dictator. He yeah, him. you'd have to. Like I, I know, there's been times where centers have to change pants at halftime because it's so hot out. You're, the game is so humid. And the guy's so hot, he sweats completely through his pants. And this is obviously back in the day when guys are taking more snaps from under center and the quarterback's hands are drenched because oh. the center is just sweating that much, so they make him change pants at halftime. And
0: that particular sweat there is the one that's really known for not being the worst sweat on the entire body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just kind of go ahead and put your hands right into the most disgusting part, cesspool of the body. Also, these guys are 300 pounds, okay? Okay. Big guys. I assume they eat very healthy, so their sweat's probably the cleanest sweat of all time, too. Mm-hmm. And oh. oh my god!
7: By the way, some of them don't wear anything under their game mm. pants.
0: Some guys accidentally pee every once in a while whenever they get excited, too. I mean, and you're just sticking here's five hundred million dollar hands just sticking right up in there. Here you go, let's go for it, boys. We go shotgun. This guy sweats like a mother. That's why I didn't play quarterback in the NFL. Smart, mm-hmm. smart. That's why anytime <laughs> I played quarterback, I was fifteen yards from the line scrimmage. I just didn't want to do it. You yeah. know what I mean?
7: Stay back hey. there. Hey, you still never answered why? Um, Look at that. T- how, where you learned all those fun facts about fast food places?
0: Oh, uh, it was a documentary for sure. It was on Netflix. I forget the name of it, but it, everything I just said was factual.
7: Colonel so- used to go around Have you- and license his chicken and spices and recipes to everyone, and then they got bought out uh someone bought him out for a low sum decent amount of money at the time but man he got short balled and the stick there
0: turns out they were the first one to franchise by the way they were kfc was the first one to franchise and they just sent their chicken to places they don't like that. they wouldn't tell them the recipe they just sent the stuff to them and then obviously the franchising world happened there's
7: um 2.4
0: oh shit a lot of numbers
7: uh Five this point whole, Oh shit. This whole conversation. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to find a way to be <laughs> Entertained by, what like what fast food restaurants have done and when they were established. Well, you need what to you have mean? a little respect. Hold McDonald's is the first one to go worldwide. By the way, I love documentaries. Wow. I watch some of the slowest, worst documentaries there are. Like other people hate, so I understand it. I'm like sure I'll probably. Know. Uh, this one's a good one. Uh, this has just changed everything. By the way, McDonald's was the face of America yeah, to a lot the of game f- of the fast food world. And it took them took them by storm, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, and by and the way, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you it, see it, and I am a guy,
0: by the way, that likes McDonald's. So. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud. McDonald's was the thing. Spicy Nugs. I do. Spicy Nugs coming September 16th. Shout out. Oh, let's go. Shout out to them. But the. the mcdonald's was the face of like america for a lot of countries there for a while there's videos where people were like this is america and they were like eating a big mac and i'm like oh that's why everybody thinks we're bitch fat asses <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. which by the way we are i mean mm-hmm. they, they talked about how 56 percent of adults are obese now and they think fast food is potentially i mean the fact the the documentary turned oh, yeah. sour there pretty quickly but there's a lot of stats ray
7: up crock, there the you got the best of the mcdonald's boys too who ray crock The guy who bought the franchising rights from Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, smart play. The Mm -hmm. movie with uh, Michael Keaton, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, big scumbag.
0: Well, then you got to remember the uh, Do Not Pass Go thing. I mean, that was a great documentary, too, with McDonald's. Oh, that uh, was great. McMillions? What Um, was that um, called? McMillions. McMillions, yeah. Yeah. Fast food is a part of our culture. A lot more than I thought, by the way. The amount of stores. Dirty game. (laughs) Outlandish. Harry. Documentary is an eye-opener. Um, by the way, this is, uh, do we have an uh, intro? Yeah,
4: one second.
0: You are uh, listening and watching uh, <laughs> an incredible show that is called McAfee and Hawk. Start the show.
1: The greatest sports talk show the have to separate the two.
0: Mm-hmm. Smart. sorry. This, this is how you do it.
1: Yep. That
7: was the I intro for you. Really. You do an intro, With yeah. Intro you know what
0: I mean?
1: It's McAfee and Hawk. It's McAfee
7: and Harsh Sports Talk. Fucking AJ he used to
1: thing. tackle quarterbacks, and he's a rust belt kind of guy. That's oh. the butter of the ticket for the 2010s, kicking pass missiles P- P- to P- the sky. It's McAfee and Harsh Talk. It's
4: McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk. It's McAfee P- and Harsh.
0: Audio oh, down. Now keep the audio up. Oh, um. A- um AJ, did you see this about the uh, yeah. <laughs> Derwin James? Sorry, man. Sorry. It's been a long show. Uh, Derwin James has a meniscus tear. He already had surgery. This guy, all pro superstar, obviously young safety for the Chargers, one of their studs, a meniscus trim, which can be four or so weeks or a full repair, which can be several months. I have seen Eric Walden get a meniscus surgery and come back like three weeks later, I think, four weeks later. I've seen numerous people have this surgery and uh, return in either a month or less. I would assume that was the option they did for Derwin James, but this is going to be a painful year for him, which could hurt, especially in the secondary.
7: This guy's an absolute stud, yeah. And and I'm sure they're not going to want to rush him back. And a a knee scope is not like a crazy serious thing. I think I've had six of them. Like, you can trim it off like they said in the tweet. I hope they're right when they say they trim it and then just cut it out. Or if you repair it, they sew up the – they sew your cartilage that's torn, I guess, and that's a much longer recovery. That's something you do like in the offseason, not during the season usually. So four weeks, so what? When does that put him back? When When's the first game again? So we're
0: at two weeks out almost. Week three. So probably be like week three he's back if he goes out a full sure. month. But that's going to be – it's still – if they trim it, that doesn't fix the issue though. There's still mm-hmm. going to be some pain and catch in there. That's why the entire recovery thing is going to happen, which could change. I've had uh, both. I've had three, I believe, uh, scopes. Uh, they are a pretty quick recovery, depending on how deep you go in there. But with Derwin James, that's a player they need over there. I would assume a lot of decisions are being made. Like, hey, you're going to be great for us for like another five, ten years, which we have to figure out ten years. But also, like this year, we can't just completely kind of mail it in on i I feel like this is something that has to happen i'll be intrigued to see how they balance that especially with the rehab for that thing it's it's going to be a a tenuous uh cycle of rehab for the
7: guy yeah it definitely will but they're going to be leaning on their defense heavily you would imagine with with bosa and ingram coming off the edge like their defense should be very very good very good Mm -hmm. chris harris Uh, too oh yeah i mean these guys on hard knocks you're right did you watch last night right no, nah, it's on Tuesdays. Tomorrow. I by the way, I
0: thought the same thing. I thought it was on Sundays as well. But and by the way, nobody's watching it, so fucking you're yeah, right.
7: what's going on? Why, Nobody. why is Sports? that?
0: I don't know. I, I tweeted that nobody's watching it, and I got a couple of Hard Knocks diehard people that were like, everybody's watching HBO Max, HBO On Demand, nobody's watching live. It's like, okay, I understand, I understand. But I'll tweet about Hard Knocks, and there is nothing. Now, that could be the algorithm, which is why we're going back to pander Twitter. If, mm-hmm. if you'd like to be a part of my pander party on Twitter, go ahead and retweet the tweets that I send out in the next couple of days that are strictly pandering to Twitter's algorithm. But nobody's talking about Hard Knocks at all. I, I'm enjoying it, actually. I've been enjoying it to get to learn about these teams But I think I'm watching it for a different reason than... Like, the guys here wanted to see, like, the bubble guys, like, their story and learn about them. Like, I don't don't give a damn about that. Like, I want to see what Anthony Lynn's like on a daily basis. I want to see what Sean McVay's like. What are their meetings like as opposed to the meetings I was a part of? That's why I enjoy Hard Knocks, but it's a much different world, and nobody's fucking watching
7: it. Yeah, also, it used to be the only way to be able to see stuff like that. Now teams are putting out their own content on social media and their websites and their own series even. Like, no one, just no one looks to Hard Knocks.
0: Smart, by the way. The NFL, I would assume, when they negotiated with HBO there was not a clause in there that each individual team couldn't do their own Hard Knocks episode. (laughs) I would assume that was something that wasn't thought about, but what a groundbreaking series. I was a big fan of it watching it while I was in the league and one of the first few years it was out there.
7: I loved it. Was the first year of Hard Knocks uh, the Ravens with like Shannon Sharp and Ray Lewis, or was that yeah. already was it already established?
0: Yeah, I believe that was the first mm-hmm. one. And
4: they won the Super Bowl too.
0: Yeah, and there was a couple moments that you look back to. I mean, when they were with the Bengals, obviously there was a couple things. I remember that horn in the morning that would wake them all up, oh, yeah. and, and I was like, if they did that where I was, I'd fucking what are we
7: doing here? That re- that gave me nightmares because when I went to basketball camp uh, when I was like <laughs> yes. fresh high school, we'd go to a, stay in a dorm, go to a basketball camp for four days with our high school coach and everybody like 4.30 in the morning or something crazy. They would go down the hall at every single door, too. And like, you could hear them 15 doors down, and you just get up and stand at your door. Like, I got it nine doors ago, bud. I heard you, you. don't have to. And he would still come and, well, right in front of your room. Terrible.
0: Were you at a military basketball? It sounds like you are at a military Jesus. basketball. You played for the Bengals, though. Were you there for
7: training camp, and is that something they still did? I was there for camp. No, they didn't They didn't wake you up. You, we were in a hotel when I was there. I think that was back oh, when they were at Georgetown. They used to hmm. travel to that college and do it. Oh, that was fake for the show. No, I'm sure that happened. Remember, didn't they cut a guy like at 5 in the morning too? like, I remember there was different ones when guys would get cut. And I'm like, this is not how you have to do it. They would wake a dude up at 4 in the morning and cut him or something. Yeah,
0: we're on HBO, so we got to
7: do this now.
5: <laughs>
0: your dream of being on team, gone. Bring your iPad. Avante Davis obviously has one of the most memorable moments in Hard Knocks history. Mm-hmm. I mean, that worked out very well for the Colts. Very, very well for the Colts. But we were watching Hard Knocks as he came to the team, you know? He's very interesting. Cool guy. One of the coolest dudes I've ever encountered, to be honest with you. Retired at halftime. I mean, Vontae Davis' career is littered with legendary moments. <laughs> I mean, just Seriously. absolutely legendary. All pro in there a couple times as well. I mean, you're talking, Vontae Davis is an electric factory. Today's show is brought to you by Lisa. Lisa Mattress is a, the mattress that I'm laying on currently uh, next to my lady and our pit pool and Sharpay. Chuck the Corgi now sleeps outside the room. Locked out Still inside the house Outside Of the bedroom But he can kind of run And shit and piss Wherever the hell he wants Just outside Of the bedroom Because he gets a little bit bossy With the bed And where he puts his ass out On the pillows And stuff like that But I can't blame him Because when you get a chance To sleep on a Lisa mattress You take advantage of it This is the most comfortable bed I've ever been on And this bed showed up At my front door In a box That box was unpacked in less than five minutes and whammy, the best mattress I've ever slept on is now in my bedroom thanks to Lisa. That's what they do. Lisa took this car salesman aspect out of the mattress shopping business. No longer do you got to go lay on, no, you can't now, obviously, because quarantine, which is good news, new bed can come, probably wearing out your bed right now, whether it's making love or just laying on your ass, do whatever you got to do to get through this whole thing, new bed can come in a couple of days, bang, in a box, to your front door, unpack it, put it in the bed, droom. you got the best comfortable mattress you've ever had. And for right now, you get up to $200 off and free shipping at lisa.com. That's L E E S A dot com. It'll be worth it. It's changed our entire sleep. I mean, it's really good stuff. Lady, do you agree? Love it. She loves the mattress seat, lady. She's obviously a lot lighter than I am, smaller than I am. You would think, oh no, the bed won't be able to. They did all the studies, they did all the science. It's great for all body types just like this show oh smooth transition winning awards for that type of stuff i just got an email for somebody to ghostwrite write a book for me in the uh Ooh. yeah the last the last thing says uh oh, out we out. have helped thousands of authors to get their work published are you next do you have what it takes wow. don't forget that this is a limited time offer ending today Fucking shout out to you, proficient ghost writer. Oh, <laughs>
7: really, they really waited to the last second to let you know. All the all the great ghost writers do that. They they send it to you and they say you have twelve hours to respond. <laughs> That's
4: what I just got for a fucking book about my life. That's why they're ghosts. That's what I want to do. That is what I want to do. Shout
0: out to them. Uh, we're being joined now here here in a couple seconds by a man named Darius Butler. AJ, I forgot about this. Okay. AJ, you a big video game player? No, I'm not. Me neither. But let me tell you why this is going to be eye-opening to you and I. So there was a big movement on the internet this weekend uh, that was like NFL. NFL 21? NFL Stop EA or something like Uh, that. Or or NFL. What was the exact thing? I forget what it was.
3: Hashtag NFL
0: Drop EA. Okay. So the EA uh, is obviously for EA Sports. It's in the game. They obviously own Madden, but the NF, the Madden community on the internet fucking hates the Madden makers of EA. I, it is, I did not know this was a real thing because we're not really in the video game community, you and I, AJ, but the Madden community is sick of EA Sports. They want the NFL to cut their relationship with EA Sports. They want somebody else to make the NFL game, the football game, because people, I think, enjoy playing it and love the thought of what it could be. But I guess EA Sports is just dropping the ball completely i'm not a big video game player neither are you so to bring in is a guy who was tweeting this weekend about it good friend of ours darius butler to chit chat he's not on uh he has not answered uh he just he uh, gave me the little uh red button oh looks like
4: hashtag nfl drops i'll try again right now well no i think they were both trending oh there's a few
0: of them yeah you got to remember anytime something like that Mm -hmm. trends there's going to be alternative hashtags being used Mm -hmm. as well the
3: typo will also the the typo Ah. trend will
0: always go but i guess now ty you're a big madden player Mm -hmm. that meme that spider-man meme uh, about madden in the entire thing Like, that is how a lot of people feel, is that the EA Sports are just very lazy. They have not gotten on with it. It was trending, and it was very loud. I got tweets this morning that were like, is there any way you could potentially talk about this on your show? We need more people to know about it. What is
6: it? Yeah, I mean, I always knew that people didn't like it, but I think only recently, like, the public outcry has gotten so bad. Like, I saw the couple screenshots got released of the new game, and, like, some guy, like— Zoomed in really tight, and you can see that they had like it still said Madden 19 on there, and like the crowd, and like Madden 20. So they really don't. I mean, it's like polishing I up a, a turd. You know, like they don't do shit. They just change the rosters over pretty much. I hear
0: somebody that was tweeting about it a little bit upset, who plays the game a lot, ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Gentlemen. Yeah! You
8: guys? Woo! Can, um, you guys.
0: can you hear? Can you hear us? I can't hear you, Pat. Oh, I can hear you. I can't hear you. Oh, oh man. nah, no. no. Z. <laughs> Unmute. Z, unbelievable. Hey, he was passionate about Do you see a new backdrop? There we go. Oh, oh yes, here man. we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. What's uh, good, baby? Hey, D-Butt, love the backdrop. Love what you got going on. Um, You look good. Great to talk to you. This weekend, the internet got loud about EA Sports and what they've done with the Madden franchise. You were a yeah. part of that community. What is the problem with Madden, and why does everybody hate EA Sports for it?
8: Um, it just hasn't developed for a long time, man. It hasn't developed. It's, it's gotten real glitchy. Um, got real glitchy. The, the real football movements, like, aren't there. I actually, like, a few months ago, maybe a few weeks ago, I, like, um, reached out to Twitter, like, hey, man, let me come in and help you fix this game. Because this, like you said, it's like a community. I grew up playing man, as a kid. I always wanted to be on Madden. Like, obviously, I wanted to make it to the NFL, but, like, being on Madden was a big deal. Checking your ratings, like, that's a big deal. So, um, it, I don't play it as much anymore, and part of it is because it hasn't, um...
0: Oh, that's mad Because... Man
8: because it hasn't developed and got better so um it, it's definitely a lot of room for improvement i want wanted to get
0: better man. so that's why everybody hates you just because the game isn't as good as it could be or as it should be in the year 2020 and the madden community is like listen we gave you a chance in 2017 2018 2019 this is bullshit it's costing us how much money is a new game 60 bucks 60 bucks and you're just yeah. giving us the same game with new jerseys on is that why everybody's upset at ea sports Sex-
8: is that um, because you got a different part? You got a different modes. So some people like the mud mode. Some people like playing franchise. Like I am a franchise guy. Like I wanted to create a franchise. I want to sign guys. I wanted the game plan, extend all, all this type of stuff. That mode is ter- horrible. Um, so playing that, and then you just look back and like the game was. I feel like so much better like 10, 15 years ago. Now now you see a lot of people talking about when 2K had the game. And uh, you know, back in back in like 2005, and how that that game is still better than today's game. So it's just it's so much room to grow, and people feel like EA has gotten lazy on their part on making it a better product because they have exclusive rights to the NFL roster. And um, so they're saying, you know, that's why you see the hashtag. I think NFL dropped EA because the fans
7: want a better product. Man, I can't blame them. Well, that's what like it's like anywhere. They don't have any competition. Why wouldn't they get lazy? Like It sounds like EA is comfortable. Who, If they have exclusive rights for the rosters and nobody else does, there's no one else yeah. that can push them off that ledge. It's, it's got to be the NFL that dump them because there's no other company that's going to come in and take it over, is there? I would feel like I'm getting bamboozled.
0: That's what they feel like. You're just, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, I'm getting, you're, you're hustling me out of $60 every year, and it's the same old bullshit.
8: Yeah, exactly, because the price is going up. So if the price is going up, I need the game to get better. I need the game to improve. You got players if you look on any of these players like they're oh, you know, I'll add you to my team or I'll play against you, and then you go look at the comments, it's a bunch of comments just destroying the game. You see a lot of people posting customer reviews, so it's all it's all I don't understand how they're that um, you know, unaware uh, to
0: fix it,
6: it at got this a, point.
0: It got a point four or something yeah. like that out mm-hmm. of a hundred. It got a point or no yeah. out of ten? No. <laughs> What? Out of 100?
6: Yeah, I believe so.
0: It got a 0. .4 score from the community, the Madden community, out of like 100 or something Jeez. like that. I don't even know how that's even possible. <laughs> uh, that, uh, we got to we
8: got to get their attention, man. We got to get something going. Like I, I'm a part of the community. I don't want to see them go. I like the, you know, if it's in the game, it's in the game. I grew up with that, man. So we
0: got to, we got to
6: – we got to figure something out. man. We got
0: to. The internet was loud this weekend. I mean, the internet was loud this weekend.
6: Well, and why would they care? Because, like you said, they have the exclusive right. All these people are bitching after the fact when they've already bought the game. So it's like. Well, next year will be better. Yeah, they bought the
8: game. Exactly. Oh, bought it this year. Oh, so you. I was so disappointed last year that I stopped. I usually to play understand. it through the football season, and then I stopped. So and that then last that. year, I stopped playing it a lot earlier. And then this year, I didn't even buy it. Uh, bless you. Thank you. Bless you. And, you. know, my boy, and Lamar Jackson's on it. You know, you would think, you know, if you try to get the younger fans, you try. And the thing about it, too, is now that I think about it, fans are more educated now, right? So p- fans know when you're doing unrealistic things. Now, they know a lot better today than they knew 15 years ago. just watch more, you consume more. So now it's like. You don't just have the players who are looking at like, come on, I would, my, my linebacker's five-yard deep. You wouldn't pick off a seam route that's 25 yards down the field. There's oh. fans who know that. So they, they got to do something. They got to do something quick, man.
0: Hey, you're boycotting it. I assume a lot of other people are, and the internet is loud. <laughs> They'll have to change something, or how long do they have the deal for? Isn't 2K coming back? I think 2K's coming I back. Think, uh,
8: I think the deal's up. I'm, I'm, I'm 90% wrong on this, but I'll say about four years. <laughs> So we're four, four or five years
0: that area. Ninety percent wrong. I mean, what <laughs> is 10 percent chance? I've never That's heard 900? somebody. I've never heard somebody preface a statement that listen. I'm about ninety percent wrong here, but this might. <laughs> i may be- say ninety percent chance
8: it will be wrong. Twenty twenty six.
3: 2026
0: mm. you were or right. hey, hey. Five, yeah. six years you said. it was set
3: to expire after 2021 but they extended it Ugh.
0: ladies and gentlemen uh we'll talk to you again this week i assume with something about sure. something uh how do you feel about alvin Kamara sitting out three days so far. Wait,
8: what now? That's news to me.
0: Okay, so they Adam Schefter just reported it today. He said Alvin Kamara has had three unexcused absences from training camp, and they think it's due to business situation. So the Saints are already framing that, right, with unexcused absence that they are going to find him and the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. He's sitting out as opposed to sitting in or holding in like Melvin Ingram. He's actually left training camp already. I don't know how this is going to work out, but there is a packed wow. running back market next offseason. This is a big he's deal. Up, he's
8: up next year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm so yeah wow that's interesting that's that's very interesting but i mean if there's one offense that can keep it moving without one of their key players it's the Saints. so um i feel like they got they got the leverage right now unfortunately
0: they have all the leverage by the way there's 10 there's 10 free agent running backs coming up in the free agency and they have latavius murray and they can pick and choose who has a great year in that offense for net
8: absolutely they added uh sanders this year too give breeze another weapon so uh yeah, I think it'll be, um, unfortunately, I don't think he has. He's, he's in a good spot right now. But I want running backs as a, as a, as a whole. to just, uh, man, I never let my kid play running back. Punter? Absolutely. He can play forever. What yeah. <laughs>
0: or retire. <Are> or he's <laughs> just going to be a rock star and wrestle or do
8: whatever the hell you want. Yeah, your punters in there.
0: Hey, I appreciate you guys being in my corner. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Yeah, yeah, man. Man.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, he was passionate about this weekend. And I text him, I'm like, yo, I'm getting a lot of tweets right now about dropping EA. What the fuck's going on? He's like, the game sucks, man. That's what he said. Yeah,
4: <laughs> they suck at basketball, too. I mean, 2K really has become the uh, the new platform for Hey, it. that's such
0: good business, AJ. That is such good business for them. Because
4: they know everybody's going to buy the <laughs> jeans. Uh, <you>
0: are-, <laughs> are you okay?
1: What's <laughs> the hell the like, going boom on?
0: Boom, Mike.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Hold on.
4: <laughs> Middle of the first day. I'll oh, uh. just
7: hold this sucker. Oh, <laughs> this.
4: Oh,
7: everything's falling. Hey, I got wait. my... My bag of cigar ashes here. <laughs> oh, it got too I'm heavy. So it's going to fall. It
4: got too heavy. That thing looks like it's fifty pounds. Get an
7: ashtray, well, a couple AJ, days AJ. worth, geez. bud. Hey, do you
0: Scalag. remember what he did to the back patio down there? Oh my god! Oh, yeah, Bro, we got a fine. The... We got a fine from the place, no, and we I cleaned, cleaned it up. No, no, no
4: you not didn't, good enough. No,
7: Connor found AJ. the little, the little uh, dustpan and everything, and mm-hmm. I, I, I sweeped we up. We were out there, yeah. And
4: me and Tony did not you, AJ? No,
7: after you left, Connor, I went and smoked more cigars. So I cleaned up. No way, not you second batch hey, Did you hear jet passing made uh Diggs dance the other
0: day he said Diggs dance and digs started shimmying for him, <laughs> him out of nowhere just jet passing like, on command
7: like jet just yeah. comes alphas the show like that <laughs> listen
3: <laughs> i am at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to anyone who comes on this show so i will dance for anyone well that's very nice of you
7: <laughs> i respect that Diggs. <laughs> hey good
0: for the show good for the show good for the show i appreciate it i that. know my place hey atta boy Tom. where do you think leonard for gonna go you said you had two places you thought he could potentially land at
7: Oh, I did before the break. Yeah. Thank you for coming in. And we're going to nail down that tease that we had before we, we went to a break earlier. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot we were pissed off at Madden. I, I completely yeah. forgot about it. Uh-huh. Bro, that was massive on the internet oh, this yeah.
0: weekend. It was I, it was a wave. Like I, I got a lot of tweets. Normally, I'll get a couple of tweets. I can kind of see what's going on. I got like a lot of people who was like, brrr, like hey we need you to be a part of this movement man we need you to be a part of this movement i'm like madden they pissed me off too with my low ass rating so I'll, i don't play video games Fuck it i'll go after them if it's warranted and then everybody's saying they're just stealing from people it's wild wild scene
7: but over. ea though the people are mad at ea so if he, if they have a deal for four or five more years what does does our commissioner raj goodell have to go back to him and say hey man we're out we're done like can can he do that new raj New Raj. Oh, yeah. This is a new commission. Oh, he's yeah. listening to the people. You're right. He's giving the people what they want. Like when they cry out to him, he's like, I am here for you. I am your fearless leader. Our, he's our commissioner. He's our commissioner. Yeah. What if
0: Roger Goodell calls a press conference today? You know? All right, <laughs> uh, listen, there's a lot of obviously very serious things to talk about, and I would like to get to those, but in our business, We are currently a free agent when it comes to video (laughs) games because EA Sports hasn't been keeping up with the product to protect the Shield. They've been disgracing the Shield with their lack of effort in upgrades in the player community for Madden. What if he did that? Oh, my God. The b- awesome. b- people wouldn't know what to do. They're like, is this guy the best guy on earth? I think it is all of a sudden out of nowhere. That would be
7: wild. But there's so much money in there, I bet. How much is EA Sports paying the NFL,
0: I assume? Yeah. I, I like,
7: assume. I use so the players' names and like, like everyone, the coaches, everything. No, nah, Belichick, Belichick won't let him use big his likeness. Deep. Belichick's not in there. Is that yeah. real? Yeah. yeah, only coach is yeah. not in there. That's
4: awesome. So I they wish find individual Chaz, deals
7: with coaches. Chaz have, McDaniels. Do they do that with yeah. players? How does that work? Uh,
4: yeah,
0: because players with the NFLPA, remember, that's why we always get our Madden checks whenever they yeah. – so that's kind of how they set you up to do the NFLPA yearly meeting is they say, hey, uh, once we go through this, you get your Madden checks, like that is always like, it's always tagged, like, hey we gotta do our NFLPA uh, role meeting, uh, uh, new pitch and then at the end, Madden checks, Woo! and it's always at the end of like a 10 hour day so they're like, <laughs> at the end, does anybody have any questions with how we operate and where, maybe where money's being allocated and decisions like that uh, or do you guys just want to get out of here and get your Madden checks, <laughs> alright, give us that fucking $10,000, let's go ahead and get out of here
3: So earlier in the year, like I said, there was a five year extension with EA to continue the Madden video game franchise the deal will reportedly provide 1 billion to the NFL 500 million to the players and another 500 million in marketing commitments
7: so Roger Goodell's not going to come out and say that we <laughs> no no but he could put pressure on EA to be like hey this game needs to evolve like the fans need you to do something And they could say, cool, we got a four-year deal. Have fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we paid uh, all that money for, by the way. We're just cyphering the same
0: exact product. is just getting out there. We're just collecting money at this point. It's a math game for us. It's not even really a video game thing. The amount of people that are going to buy it, we'll up the fee. We'll get that money back two, three years, and then the back end we'll, we'll bank off of. So this is on you, Raj. We'll see you next negotiation period about four years from now. And by the way, going into that contract year, I would assume that game is going to be the best game yep. that oh, yeah. they've put out. They might be preparing now to mm-hmm. put that game out. Not in
7: 2026. So they can
0: get the deal again.
7: Yeah, that's for sure what they're doing. <laughs> Fucking they're hey, moving. Hey, you want me to go back to my Fournette, the two teams, I think? Yeah. In the game of Madden, which team do you think Fournette will be playing for? <laughs> Ooh. In the game of Madden, if I was Leonard Fournette, and I, I think this uh, – you, I'm going to pose this as a question. Let me know if you think it could be a trend. For years and years, it's been, okay, hey, a guy, we, we know he's a solid player, team let him go, may have had some issues, whatever, what do you do? Oh, we go to the Patriots, we try to get a ring. That's been what people have done. So now, I feel like there's two teams. The Patriots, people want to go to a... B, mainly just to see like the aura of what the Patriot way is, what Bill Belichick is like. You still can't count him out no matter what. Tom Brady's not there. Cam Newton looks great. We know he posts hype videos that you get juiced for yeah, when, yeah. He's, mm-hmm. when he's working out. Yeah, new Newton, new, The second new team, tra- why wouldn't shoulder. you go to Tampa Bay? You can go to Tampa Bay and chase a ring with Tommy, or you can go to New England, his old home, and chase it with Bill Belichick. I feel like those are two good options for
0: him. they got a lot of running backs on Tampa. I'm not sure they have salary cap is what everybody has said. The Patriots, though, is yeah, a They place. don't have much
7: space, but they can make it work. If they want to, you can make it work.
0: Hey. That's with anything in life, AJ. Ponder that. Mm.
7: He used to clear right. waivers, right? What well, do you think? I'm holding this this boom arm with doing a mid bicep curl this whole time, trying to. Oh, you yoked. Oh, oh, let's see it. Let's oh. see it. You yoked well, I up over there? can't see it, but I'm just holding this thing like this. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's attached to my desk, but I was jostling it around earlier, I think during a break, and it, it became unhinged. This show is unhinged.
0: Where's Bob Carpenter, by the way? The Big oh, Ten. Is. Hey, the Big Ten. <laughs> I talked about, I let off the show with this, so that's like three hours ago at this point, so we can dive into it again. Central Arkansas, Austin P went after it this weekend. Matt Berry, Mike Golick Jr. on the call. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I watched a couple of high school football games. Shout out to Brownsburg getting a big win, uh, Indiana school. And then shout out to Austin P and Central Arkansas putting on a show. Felt like football was back. Now granted, I had to Google who the hell they were, where they were, everything like that. What division is this? I thought I was watching potentially D3 football. I didn't know exactly what I was watching, but I was happy I was watching it. And I immediately went right to the thoughts of the Big Ten fans who have never heard of fucking Central Arkansas in Austin these two teams get to play on ESPN on primetime television on Saturday night and we're not even going to have football this season I mean I couldn't help but think like that and now the question needs to be asked does Austin P in Central Arkansas have a distinct recruiting advantage over Ohio State? Because they can clearly say mm. that they care about football and people at Ohio State and the Big Ten just don't care about football. Look out for Central Arkansas and Austin P to potentially steal some five stars out of that, mm-hmm. that Rust Belt Absolutely. in Ohio, especially after with how this is going. Ain't that right, AJ?
7: You never know. It's a weird world we're living in right now. <laughs> huh, Pat? Uh, oh, awesome. I don't know. I don't think it, it's probably not going to have as large an impact as you think moving forward. But you know what? I, I would never say never on this one. You had, the fans had to be so pissed though,
0: Big Ten fans, it, it, and I can't wait. What you, till-
7: they still are. It, it grows <laughs> every single day. Oh, they had yeah. a they had We're a scores. rally at Ohio State Stadium right outside the rotunda on Saturday, I believe. I think I think a couple assistant coaches even showed up. It was all the parents of the players. Like they're doing all kinds of stuff.
3: Bob was there, wasn't he? Yeah, general general
7: speech, right? did he have a, did he have the did he have the, the megaphone? Full horn? I honestly, I, I should have sent Bobby a text because if he, I'm sure if he was in town, he would go. He might have had obligations. He probably zoomed in. He probably had someone zoom him in. <laughs> Voice If of he God. had like a kid's obligation.
0: Like V for Vendetta when that guy's up on the fucking yeah. thing, like yeah. calling the entire, leading the entire yeah. thing. It is, whenever September, what, 26 or whenever it's yep. going to be, I think it was one of most of these conferences are going to start off. ESPN is going to be packed on Saturday, which is primetime games. Everybody who's playing is going to be all over TV. And then that rankings is going to have to show that. The, if the Big Ten presidents, which allegedly are going back and changing course on their original thoughts because of more information, which really means the reaction to the first decision, if they don't go back, it's going to be intriguing to watch uh, Ohio, Michigan, I mean, Iowa, Nebraska, like Penn it's going state. to be Penn State fans who have Pitt and Temple in the same state playing. In the. I mean, it is going to be, oh, it's going to be fun to watch. It is going to be, I mean, just terrible for the fans, obviously, hey. Terrible for the fans. Not happy about it. Sorry. But boy, from a spectator watching just the anger just blow up, for good reason, by the way, for just reason, is going to be amazing to watch.
3: Right now on ESPN, if you look at the college football schedule, uh, the ACC is scheduled to start the September 12th, Saturday, September 12th. Oh, my God. Trevor Lawrence is out So there is just, the Big 12.
0: Trevor Lawrence's hair is flowing. You know, he's handing it off. Travis Etienne having a good time. Justin Fields is just sitting there like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm practicing <laughs> in my dorm for no reason at all. It is good. Now, by the way, we want everybody to be safe. We have to preface that. Right. We want everybody to be safe. We don't want any deaths or anything like that. Ten year down the road, anything like that. But just strictly from a sports side,
7: that's going to be insane to watch unfold. Well, think how angry they're going to be like if you're a fan of one of these blue bloods that's not playing and you're watching Clemson play and you're watching Alabama play and they keep each week they keep popping up the AP top 25. You're like, wait we, were, wait, we were up there preseason, but why are we out of it? Or why are we dropped down to 19 now after week one? Like, well, yeah, because you're not playing, bud. And it's nothing that you guys did. It's what's going on around the world and what the the Big Ten decided. The The state of Cincinnati
0: is going to be higher than Ohio State in the rankings at some point, and I am here for that reaction in Ohio. I am 100% here for it. It's a wild time to be alive, AJ. It feels like the, the NFL is going to go, though, mm-hmm. and it's going to go well. The Lucas Oil Stadium is reporting to, that they're going to have 15% of the stadium at capacity. Uh, I believe other stadiums have said 25%. Some people have said 0%. Who knows what any of that is going to be until, what, the day before the game happens? Mm-hmm. But I do feel, I don't know if that Austin P game had any fans, but those high school games packed there was- out, it, there was real sound coming from that thing. I don't know what football is going to be on TV with or without sound, because there's been been some games that they put fake sound in that just sound terrible then there's been some sports where they put fake sound in and it's like oh that makes sense i don't even really notice i'll be intrigued to see how they balance that all
3: there thing. was a report last week that they were going to come out and if they were experimenting the sound uh maybe 75 to 85 decibels which is similar to a vacuum cleaner
7: uh that was the report came out last week
0: hey vacuum cleaner will fuck up a snap count won't it uh, AJ.
7: mike mccarthy's not a fan you see they asked him about it and he's basically tried to beat around the bush and say like i'm, you know, I'm not a fan of this <laughs> <laughs> say that one Is more that how he did it? <laughs> what did he say big mike has the greatest pittsburgh accent that i wish i could do but he's dead serious but yeah, I, I can understand it they're trying to find aren't they trying to find like a uniform level that to uh-huh. pump into each uh-huh. place right so there's no like competitive advantage so if it's 85 decibels in jacksonville it's 85 in green bay well, shout out to the
0: teams that can't fill up their stadium or don't have really loud yeah. fans. If we're just going to be pumping dome. in. that Tom Brady made the joke about the RCA Dome for the Indianapolis Colts. You know, like, oh, back in the day, the RCA. I heard that place used to get very, very, very loud. And obviously there were some complaints. The speakers did.
4: That really? the, yeah. the, <laughs> the fans that did That was before for my
0: time. Did. I was at Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil was built for comfort, not for it to be very loud. So that'd be intriguing because there's some places it's so loud. That's a real advantage. Like when we would go down to Houston, that place was so loud, Pittsburgh, so Seattle. loud. Seattle. I never got to play in Seattle, but they're New England, so loud and arrogant. I mean, it was that's like Kansas, a real. Kansas
7: City pretty loud too. Kansas City, yeah. yeah Baltimore, yeah, you always talk about,
0: but not a lot of play. Not everywhere is like that, right? There's some places that it's a distinct advantage. And Mike McCarthy, offensive side of the ball, he's a guy that wants no sound in every single stadium, anyways, because they the ability to communicate. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of reactions to that, but it's all government, right? Isn't this fucking government yeah. deciding what they're uh, doing or not? I got no shit. Government's deciding on the decibels that they can have? No, with the fans, the amount of fans allowed in. Because I would assume if you're putting in 25% of your fans, are you also going to be allowed to have the vacuum decibels on top of that as your speaker Uh, system?
7: mm. Good point, yeah. Like, if you're... If your team has zero fans in the stands, can I turn it up to hundred and twenty decibels? Can we get a little give and go here? A little give and take mm. here? Uh, can we are we allowed to have the same amount
0: of decibels? Are we trying to be fair? We're we not trying to be fair. You tell me. And does the sound have to be uniform or can they have like the uh like a uh like the most annoying sound in the world playing? <laughs> or does it have a screech. You know what I mean? Or is there like who is like they, a fan app? Yeah, who do they pick to yell? Ooh. You know, there's a lot of questions here. They're gonna have to balance that all out. But I know NFL's coming back and I'm pumped about it.
7: Hell yeah. I'm pumped about it. Why do you are you fully confident the NFL is coming back because we see things like Austin Peay yep. playing on oh, TV. Yeah. And I don't know what it's like in Indiana, but I know Ohio, they played high school football this mm-hmm. past Friday.
0: Well, uh, the Brownsburg actually played an Ohio team, I believe, and won, Yeah. Out to <laughs> Brownsburg, uh, Indiana fo- high school football is... Obviously. What Ohio team did they play? St.
7: Xavier, I think. St. Oh, they're good, too.
6: Yeah. St. X
0: is
7: legit,
6: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah Brownsburg just kind of, I think, middle of the pack here in Indiana. I think a lot of yeah. people would say they're good <laughs> to- Okay, too. Oh, are we,
7: are we getting into an Indiana versus Ohio high school football uh, no, debate No, I'm, just, right I'm just
0: talking about what happened. I'm just talking about what happened on Friday. Mm-hmm. M- Emmett McMahon played high school football here in Indiana. What are you saying about Brownsburg? What's he saying? Good QB. Brownsburg this year. has a good QB this year. You have one good QB take down all of Ohio football. So hate, they right? are
6: uh, sponsored by Jordan as well. The
0: Brownsburg football. Ooh. You know it's sad though. You know it's very interesting because Ohio high school football is getting beat by Indiana high school football. Yeah. Ohio State can't play football, but mm-hmm. everybody else. I mean, Ohio is everything okay? I mean, do we need to? Is everything okay in Ohio right now?
7: For now, I mean, hey, you know what? Until those big time schools kick off. I think they're going to hold it together, okay, because there's still hope that oh, maybe hey, the president's maybe reconsidering, maybe maybe a Thanksgiving started or maybe some other time. Like, there's still hope. When they realize like they cross the threshold of no hope, that's when it could get bad.
0: Do you think there is no hope of them changing course? Huh?
7: I don't know, man. I think they're they're, they're so worried about what what it would look like if they changed course. Maybe oh. even though people could say, oh yeah, you backpedaled, you you made that decision too early, but hey, like what's What's bigger of a person to do than to admit a mistake and try to make up for it? Like, hey, you know what? I was wrong. It's like cutting a draft pick or something. Hey, Patriots. I was wrong. We're out. Let's go. Like, I've, now I made the right decision. I reconsidered. We feel like we can do this now.
0: The self-awareness of admitting fault is a massive ordeal, and not a lot of people can do it because they are scared that people will judge them for admitting fault, and then you're pointing, you at, you're pointing at your failures. Yeah. So the Patriots, I think they're a team that if they'll pay somebody this amount of money and somebody this amount of money comes in and they do a better job, pfft. See you later. We made a bad decision. We'll, go, we'll learn from that and move forward. As long as we have the best foot forward, let's go. That's like what good organizations do. Everybody else is just like, you know, trying to save your own ass when the rest of the world sees you're fucking up. That's kind of a problem. I, I mean, I feel like that is potentially a problem. And well, I fe- get it. The Big Ten, though, they think that they didn't. They think Remember, they thought they were going to be heroes because of this decision. So it's like, can you change those minds just because of a backlash?
7: I don't know. I hope so, but I don't know. Well, maybe they're trying to get ahead of it. They think like, hey, down the road could have yeah. there could be issues or something. I'm sure they're worried about what it looks like five, ten years down the road. And they would be like, then they could gloat that they were ahead of something. That's probably in the dream world what they feel like. I
1: think
0: I think Kevin is getting a hold
7: of your feet right now. He is. Mm-hmm. This happened to my feed ever since my mic fell off and everything. Everything froze. Hey, that's oh, that's no. Ohio right now. Yeah, yeah. That's get Ohio. Your shit <laughs> yeah, this is Ohio right
0: now, dude. I love Ohio. By the way, I love oh, Ohio. Yeah. I love people know I love Ohio. Yeah, All our friends from Ohio. Yeah, well, call them back here. Or- oh, I wasn't. Yeah, we got to wrap up the show. I think you should say goodbye or whatever you know. Oh, I was in it? F- hey, that Austin P. Central Arkansas thing fucking unbelievable watching that and all i thought about the entire time and i've said this i've harped on it pretty hard but just put yourself in their position there's people in ohio who live and die with the ohio state buckeyes like they are a cult through and through and i'm not there's michigan people as well michigan state people Mm -hmm. but i have felt the wrath of the ohio state cult so i've actually seen it in person there's people that live and die with that and they're watching central arkansas figure it out and they're like are you we're the are you kidding me we cannot do this and they just get Angry as
6: hell, I just When I was watching that game, I was just imagining General
4: Bob Carpenter just gritting his teeth <laughs> into
6: dust. Yeah. He knew that, that Ohio State wasn't going to be playing this year.
0: And how
4: much money do those two teams make compared to oh. a team like Ohio State? Like Good. millions and millions of dollars less? We've been mocking oh, this whole close. situation. We've been,
0: we've been millions. Like we've tens been, of we We've tens. been mocking this entire situation heavily, but... I mean, we really do have to think about our friends in Ohio State and Iowa and Nebraska and Michigan. While football does return for all of us, it feels like it is long, long, long away in those places. Sorry. I don't know if this is important at all, but uh, there was a tweet I went out that NCAA uh, trademark Battle in the Bubble. So they intend the bubble. Yeah, but that could be for March Madness. You don't know if that's March Madness, or yeah. you don't know if it's basketball or football, but the trademark for Battle in the Bubble, which you would have thought was already taken. By the way, mm-hmm. yeah. good name. a you would think that would already taken, but nobody knows if that is for football or basketball. But here's the NCAA. Look at this. What are we, six months, seven months Spot. into this thing? Starting to get their trademarks Spot. in? Oh. Not a bad idea there by the NCAA. That was what those emergency meetings were for uh, whenever they were getting called uh, the other weekend.
7: Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a huge deal that they filed for that. I, I guess what, they're, they're probably thinking worst case scenario. What if, what if next fall we're still in a weird situation where we don't feel comfortable? Are we going to bubble these guys?
4: I think it's for March Madness. I agree. Backdrop can't miss two
7: They can't have you can't have two March yeah. Madnesses canceled in a row. You exactly. right.
0: can't can't have it. Won't have it. The amount of money we lost and championships and everything like March Madness was kind of the NCAA's like crown jewel. Like look what we do. One tiny moment. These student human athletes. If they were to fuck that up two years in a row and not have it, they would probably be insane. I would assume that's what the battle in the bubble is, but it could be for football as well.
3: Are we allowed to go over by a little bit?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. What
3: do you got? It's pretty interesting. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones says on team broadcast, the club is practicing today with no numbers, no names on jerseys because Dallas wants to avoid other 31 teams from claiming a player it cuts, hopes to retain coveted talent signing yes. those players to practice. squad. Fucking
0: awesome. This we is so play. smart. This is so smart. Let's go ahead and screw over all of our bubble guys Because that could potentially help us if a COVID outbreak happens and we have to have an extra 30 guys that nobody knows about. This is big brain football stuff. This is the same organization that put their practice field directly in the middle of a fucking office complex that has a bunch of (laughs) offices and windows to there. This is smart. We saw the videos and pictures of this pop up from this weekend. It was white versus blue. Couldn't even tell it was Dak Prescott, but it appeared as if it was Dak Prescott throwing a perfect pass in the corner under Mike McCarthy's offense. This is big brain stuff. Good idea, Jerry Jones. Make sure none of those guys will ever have an opportunity playing anywhere else because you potentially might need them week nine or ten. This is smart football here.
7: Well, should he have said this publicly? Like <laughs> <you laughs> <practice> no. Something, <laughs> something. No names, no numbers. People could think. I, I know the Patriots do that a lot in the offseason. don't they? Wear T-shirts or they've got. They always have young guys wearing. A young running back wearing number seventy-nine yeah. or something—they they do that a lot. I don't know what's their reasoning. Do you know?
4: Uh, just rookies—they don't give them numbers until. Yeah, you, you got to
7: earn your pinstripes exactly there. There you Yeah, you got to earn numbers. Like I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. That makes sense. But yeah, Jerry, it's fine to man. do it. But I feel like draw, bringing attention to this—they yeah. might there might be a rule in the rule book now that comes out. Listen, uh, uh, I signed everybody on our
0: fucking team but our quarterback to a 10-year deal. So <laughs> our team is locked down, especially at the top. We spent a lot of money, but that bottom half of the roster, we got a bunch of nobody. So we decided that they should be acted and treated as such. No, no fucking numbers, no fucking names for anybody. We might need them whenever COVID, you heard of COVID? Knocks out 30 <laughs> of our players. Those 30 players that I do not surely know their name either, we are going to need them on our squad, not anywhere else. So they get no film for anybody. What do you think? People are watching Inside tra- training camp daily on nfl network like how, how are people coming into the office complex that's surrounding the practice field where do they think people are watching these practices from and seeing footage it just highlights making it its way onto the internet i don't fully understand i mean i love it if you're that big of a savage to everybody but this just feels like something you keep uh, in your inside
7: voice <laughs> this inside voice is here yeah we're it's something you you even if you talk about it in a staff meeting you tell them hey man it stays in here nobody like, hey this first off we don't want other teams doing this to us now and be, like, th- Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But I, I guess it makes it that much more difficult for coaches. Imagine being an assistant coach. You had a virtual offseason. You weren- didn't get to work with all these guys. You have 80 guys on the roster. Hey, you – yeah, yeah. You got uh, – they're just yelling. You can't even yell a name, number, nothing.
5: I'm thinking Cowboy, about...
7: Dude in the Cowboys helmet. Uh, you're over here. You're I'm, in. I'm thinking of film right now. Who's no. this? Who's no, that's this? that's not me, coach. If it was a bad play, that's not me. That's
0: not <laughs> that was you. That was him. No, that's not me. Look at the shoes. Look at the – same shoes. That's not – who is this? Imagine the film study within the house. <laughs> Fuck outside. Imagine the coaches inside. Oh, they have to hate it. Mike, Big Mike is like, we can't even have her numbers, Donner. I mean, what are, you, what are we? I mean, what a scene. down. Dallas is awesome. And here's, by the way, first day, three-hour show. YouTube, noon to three, new time slot. Here's our obligatory Cowboys stuff. Hey, Look at that. Right. This entire thing Look up. We carried it off of Westwood, right here, onto YouTube. Next week, to Sirius. Um,
7: AJ... How do you think the show went today? Pretty good or no? I think it went great. Yeah, I got to watch uh, some of your, you know, two hours before I jumped on here. It was good. I was entertained. I fucking love this schedule, by the way. I, I don't know. Like right now, I, I'm going to probably go work out right now. Yeah? yeah.
0: Okay, I'm gonna probably going to awesome. work out. What? No. What? what? <laughs> no, no. What? I, 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 no alarm this morning. Woke up 7.30. It was a little brighter outside. Had that moment of, oh, oh no new day new day new schedule got a chance to come in here we had numerous hours that we had a fucking did you see the thing we had in the first show AJ did you Ah, see the the we had the rundown thing which is awesome we look like a real show we had a lot more viewers from the west coast the left coast who don't normally get to watch because it's so early I feel like we found a good home here. it's only day
7: one pretty happy about it yeah looks good man I'm excited to be on board well except for Wednesday Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah
0: hmm.
7: previous commitment yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fix it.
0: What are you and Brady Quinn going to talk about? Should yeah. we listen to that show? What channel is it on?
7: What's well, 12 to 3? It's the exact same time as oh, oh, Competition. Wow. Jeez. So you're joining the competition. So me, you and Brady Quinn, and Mike Greenberg going head
0: to head to head on Wednesday.
7: None of us are getting viewers. You know, that's Greenie's radio show, right? So we're all screwed. Well, I agree. That's a good point.
0: I am not. Thrilled yeah. that we got to go against Greeny every single day on radio. I do not love that, but it yeah. felt like what you just said there was a little bit deeper than than anything else that was, well, was
7: said. Seriously, I was. I'm glad I come on two to three. show shows twelve to two, oh. so I don't. At least my segment, my part of it, is not in direct competition. Two Hall of Fames that guy's been in. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Probably, probably, two. probably three by two?
0: the end of it. You know, nowadays with the way things are consumed, and everybody knows this that so watches this show, like our clips are what everybody watches. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I would assume that our show's on from maybe nine to ten at night for some people because they just watch clips and then they get recommended and force-fed us after that. <laughs> That is what YouTube does, by the way. Mm-hmm. I fucking accidentally watched one of the clips we put up from before. And then, boom, the recommended one was really one from two years ago. Bang. And then there was another one of me. I'm like, I'm thinking of humans that don't know who I am. They're just fucking. I'm just popping up. on Who the fuck is this guy? Get me be out of here. But shout out to YouTube. Thankful to be here. Keep doing it. Thankful to yeah. be here.
7: Very thankful. You. you look good. Your, your uh, spray tan looks like it's faded a bit. So, yeah, you're looking more normal, Pat, like you, you usually look. <laughs> still on, though. You know, it still is a spray tan. It's, it's good though don't you like that i do yeah
0: i do yeah i do the whole body isn't maybe you're the just saying look at that though i mean i got like weird i feel like weird I'll fix that you know what now,
7: mean? Lift, don't you lift your arms up and get sprayed don't you do that well there's four poses
0: you know what i mean you go do this one then this one and this one and this one and then you go please hold still while we dry and then a fan comes <laughs> and you gotta like kind of move into it yeah yeah they do have you dance do the whole thing <laughs> But I like it. But I wish it was a little bit more
7: coated in the underarm mm. areas. There's a lot of friction though, like when you're running, when you're on the stair climb, like you probably oh, wear
0: I ran sprints this weekend. Did you see that? I tweeted about it. I ran eight one-tens. I'll tell you what, that was a mistake. Why would you run one-tens? <laughs> I don't know. So that's like the size of my yard. You know, my backyard from end to end. And I was going to go punt. I was going to go kick balls because I was like kind of getting tired of doing the Stairmaster every day. I was like, you know what? Whenever I kick, I sprint to the ball anyways or jog to the ball. It's like a nice little workout. Swing the ball. It's fall. Hey, here we go. We'll kick some balls again. I kicked like four balls and my knees started hurt. I'm like, fuck this. (laughs) Not getting back into this. So I just put the balls back in the bag. And then I was just back there. I had my cleats on. I was on a big field. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna run some sprints right here. It can't, it can't be that bad. I'll go end to end, I'll touch fence to fence. And I started, I ran that first one. And I was like, not too bad. You know, first one wasn't too bad. <laughs> then I did the second one. And I was like, oh boy, Ooh. this is gonna catch up. And there's nobody out there yelling at you. So I just set a number in my head. I was like, I'll do eight of these whenever I was doing the first one. So then it was like a real like me versus me moment. Like, do I wanna just cut these back or not? I puked in the backyard. <laughs> uh, I, I puked all over the backyard. It was tough, bub. It was very tough out there.
7: You going to jump back out there and do it again today?
0: I think so. Nine of them. Let's go do it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 What are you doing?
7: You're just a fitness freak. Well, Vinatieri said I should try it whenever I'm 47
0: years old. I don't think I'm going to live that long. We all know that. But Vinatieri is a guy who probably is running 110s in his backyard right now,
7: if I had to guess. He's a freak fitness-wise. Is he really? I mean, he has no reason to be. I mean, I guess... Whoa. Yeah, he doesn't ha- – I should say he doesn't Whoa. have to. Oh, Whoa. there he yeah. saying What are you, what are
0: you to saying? To be the a great kicker, that? you
7: don't have to be he in – He do. Oh. oh, I think Whoa, he do. You I, think I think he do. I think
0: yeah. yeah that's, the problem. that's the problem. He's 47 years old. He's that old? Yeah. yeah. He, he by awesome. the way, I think he – He looks amazing. He, he'll sure. get in there too, by the way, the bench, and he'll like try to beat people bench-wise. Like it is – he's OG, OG when it comes to all that stuff. He has not made a decision, right, what he's doing?
7: I have not seen anything. I have not, not seen anything. Why don't you ask? I'm going to bring him in.
0: If he wants. I don't know if I he was wants to. I say,
7: take your time.
0: I have no idea if he wants to. I saw him at the wedding. I, I got. Did. He came to my wedding. Shout out to AJ. He came oh, to yeah, my yeah. wedding. Right. And uh, Good job, AJ. I got to talk to him a little bit. He seemed so happy. He had some, what, Versace shoes
4: oh, yeah. on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Leopard oh, print. style. Oh, oh
7: style. man. He, he looked good, too. He looked very good. 47 years old, man. Well, he should just hang out, keep kicking, keep feel good about it and then if a contender needs a kicker just go sign for the second half of the season and get into the ring
0: week 10 you only got to kick for what 14 weeks at that point if you go through that and then what wait it's
7: a dome team or it's a warm weather down south oh that would be such a good move
0: maybe he does that like for the next four years so he can kick until he's 50 50 oh, oh that's a good move i don't but want to put too many things in his ears but uh, why are the
3: bucks not calling him do we know if they are Maybe they maybe are. Maybe they will. Hey, it's we not confirm. confirmed.
0: We have no idea, nor tonight. Maybe. The Bucks are. The Bucks have had kickers come in because they're looking for a kicker. They had Ryan Suckup come in. They had uh, Cody Parkey come in. They. Who knows who's going to win that battle? Bruce Arians is a hilarious person to kick for. If you make kicks, we're cool. If not, BA can turn on you. I assume. I've seen it happen uh, via outside perspective. He sent Catanzaro out of there. He he's not scared to be like, Hey, listen, I've been around football a long time. You're in a cold streak. You got to have a new home. See you later. Like he's actually said, like this, you know how this works. You got to go if you make kicks, all good. We're here in this together. So they're bringing in kickers. There's a guy out there named Taylor Russolino, and uh, I've said his name a couple of times. He kicked for the XFL Battle Hawks, the St. Louis team. He's never been in the NFL. He's unbelievable. I hope he gets a chance to work out. But I would assume they're probably calling Vinnie to see, like, hey, what, how you feeling, there? Look at him. Look at him over there on the fart.
7: Where's AJ in that photo? AJ, look at that. That's guy. The wedding at that. is it? Wow. I was. I didn't play for the Colts. That's true. Oh, okay. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. That's all right. right. Fair, very, very. I still back with the jacket,
0: too. Hey, he always comes like super nice dressed guy. Mm-hmm. He's super nice dressed guy all the time. Big dress guy. All right. Let's get out of here. Hey, that was a pretty good show, AJ.
7: Yes, I will fix my uh, mic for tomorrow. Are good you boy. still holding that thing up? <laughs> Look at my hand. Right? Can you see his hand here? Yeah. Is your arm hey, cramping what? yet? My right biceps got a good little pump. So I don't have to hold this in the left for about 20 minutes after we're done. What was that story you wanted uh,
0: to tell us about?
7: Uh, it was a long one.
0: It was a long one. Go ahead and get into it. <laughs> I get it. Oh, I get yeah, it. Yeah, you see what we're doing there? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. That's we will see you tomorrow. That was the show. We're back at noon, Minyana. Hopefully more guests, more conversation, and hopefully a new microphone for Mr. AJ Hawk. Cheers. Hope you have a great Monday, August 31st.
1: The greatest sports talk show on the internet for and Standard Time So come on down for a mental vacation With the boys on your 2 It's McAfee and Hawk It's McAfee and Hawk's post-Hawk AJ used to tackle quarterbacks And he's a Rust Belt kind of guy AJ, That's the punter of the ticket for the 2010s Kicking piss missiles to the sky It's McAfee and Hawk and it's
0: and Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what your roommates or family are listening to, now's the perfect time to get a pair of premium wireless earbuds, and Raycon is the way to go. Raycon started about half the price of other premium brands on the market, and they sound just as amazing, and Raycon's everyday E25 earbuds are their best model yet. You get six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a comfortable, noise-isolating fit, perfect for conference calls, video chats, or binging podcasts. Raycon was co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Cardi B and J.R. Smith have already given Raycons their seal of approval. Now it's your turn to see what the hype is all about. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash pat. That's buyraycon.com slash pat for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash pat. The Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz were wearing an ombre orange cream jersey, looked very nice and two young studs in the NBA at the age of 23 put on a show and I guess this has been happening the entire series and I apologize to Denver and Utah I have not been paying attention to said series but I guess Jamal Murray in spite of Donovan Mitchell have been playing the basketball very 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 good in this series Donovan Mitchell uh, has a 38.7 points per game 54.8 field goal percentage Jamal Murray 34 (laughs) points per game 58% uh, field Goal percentage. I mean, these two have been lightened up, and last night it was little shot for shot at the end of the game. I, I happened to catch the tail end of it. It was beautiful. Jamal Murray, a guy that I do not know enough about, I think, is what I just learned here. In his last three games, he has 142 points, <laughs> and that's playoff basketball. And these aren't easy shots. Last night, he took off, he like hit somebody with a juke, took off three point land, drifting sideways like the Michael Jordan finisher that you saw him game win, and just flicked the wrist splash then Spida back on the other side splash then jamal murray again splash they've been battling it out and only four times in the history of the nba playoffs have players had multiple 50 point games that's michael jordan alan iverson donovan mitchell and jamal murray in this series i mean it is fucking absurd what they're doing and i was so happy to catch a tail end of it last night i know nothing about these dudes but fucking a it was electric basketball last
4: night and you mentioned the 142 points in three games jerry west and michael jordan the only two players to have more than that in the playoffs and uh, just the young talent i mean these guys Uh are 23 years old he's going to be good they're going to be good in the playoffs for the next you know they could the next 10 15 years the good news is is for denver you got a young guy who's a stud yep
0: for utah you got a young guy that's a stud and uh, it's going to sound like a, a ricochet shot at a team that doesn't deserve it. But the Sixers have two young guys that could be studs. Instead, they stink. Ladies and gentlemen, big fan <laughs> of the Philadelphia 76ers, former NFL general
5: manager Michael Lombardi. Yeah, going Oh, is Lombardi! Oh, you just, you just hit me where it hurts, bro. I mean, God. Yeah, by the way, you're, the, the no carb thing, I got to get on this program. You look great. I mean, it's unbelievable. Thank
0: you. I also have a spray tan still that will not go away, that was the color of like an apple at one point. So I think that helps as well.
5: I, I mean, it's, uh, and I see you doing all those steps. It's remarkable. You're doing unbelievable. It's, it's really, it's, 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 I'm, I'm impressed. I'm trying. I mean, you're my motivation every day. There's no doubt. Oh,
0: well, hey, listen, if you follow my Twitter, uh, you're, so. Michael Lombardi, I don't know how long you've been on the Twitter. You were an NFL general manager, an executive, a coach. I mean, you've been doing a lot of things that probably kept you away from Twitter. How long have you been doing the Twitter? You think?
5: So I did the Twitter when I was at NFL Network from like I think 2000 and like nine oh. until and then when I went to the Browns totally. in 13, I left. I, I had like 250 followers, 250,000. Then I now I've come back. It's harder to get followers than ever before. And then of course I, like an idiot. I retweeted something that, that a fraud did, but oh, I, oh, I, did, yeah. I did. I did. That right right man. I I did, did. Come on, come on
0: Mike. can't happen, Mike. Can't happen. The um <laughs> but Twitter has changed completely. So Twitter is like I've been. I feel like I'm. I don't want to say an OG of Twitter, but I feel like I, Twitter was my main social media that I focused on. We're talking hours and hours of my day I was on Twitter. I used to answer every single human that tweeted me. I mean, I was always on there. You used to have to be like very quick. You had to be on there. You had to be very witty. You had to be very quick. Like everything in there, you had to be very engaged. Now Twitter has changed so much. It's like their algorithm, they, they kind of hide things. So I'm just turning into a pander machine on my Twitter. It started just the past couple of days. I've been really hitting the high road, but you're going to see a lot of motivation tweets out of old Pat McAfee show here the next couple of days. And if you want to be on the Pander Party, just go ahead and hit the retweet button for mm-hmm. that thing. We're trying to take advantage of the Twitter algorithm at the moment.
5: That, I, you know, I don't understand those algorithm oh. things. I, just, I tweet what I want. Today I was on a David Blaine call. Well, <laughs> About the Jacksonville thing. So I, I just, you know, I get on rampages and I'm just going to go. I'm, I'm not going to go political, but I'm going to go on certain things in the NFL. Well,
0: I'm too dumb to be political, but let's talk about David Blaine Caldwell. You, for the first time you came on the show, you actually said, I call him David Blaine Caldwell down in Jacksonville because that guy has been able to magically keep his job throughout so many poor decisions. Now, here we are, three years after an AFC championship game where they had to lead at the half in New england which is insane and the entire team has been blown up there's guys taking 5.8 million dollar pay cuts to get out of there leonard furnett gets cut uh today it really coming into playing his best football last year after having like a uh, peace pipe meeting out in wyoming what the hell is going down
5: down there they're obviously attempting to tank
0: i don't think i've ever seen anything like this
5: before well, since the Khan family has owned the team in 2013, they're 38 and 90 as, as a friend. They're a 30% winning percentage. So, ah, and then since David Blaine Caldwell's been there, he's 40 <laughs> and 70 as a, as a general manager. I mean, they, their son's involved. Tony Kahn, the son's involved. He thinks he knows, which is a big problem because when you think you know, you probably don't know, right? <laughs> and so they have no real culture down there. They don't understand how to build a football team. And, and and really, you know, this is probably the first time Fournette's ever been cutting anything in his life. But you know, when they were picking four, and your guys who ever followed me before, when they picked Fournette at four, I said it at the time: Fournette's a deep eye tailback who needs the ball twenty to twenty-eight times. His best carries come from twenty-one to twenty-eight because he needs to wear you down. Well, the NFL doesn't play that way anymore, right? You nobody's getting twenty-eight carries. We're not wearing you down. We're not going three yards they passed the show. I was screaming for him to take the Sean Watson but they felt that Blake Bortles who I was also killing back then you know Jeez. repeatedly the Blake Meister you know I mean like there's no way he was any good. you know like seriously like at some point and the lesson here Patrick Blake's is the boat. simply this is you must evaluate your own team correctly and that's where if you were to say what's wrong with Jacksonville they can't evaluate their own team
0: okay so you said a lot there the um the conversation about him being 40 and 70 is that what you said or 30 and 70
5: what is uh... i I think the franchise is 38 and 77 and, and then i think he david david blaine i think he's 30 i think he might be 40 and 70 or something like that but they're 30 percentage winning percentage
0: all right i have a question you're a former gm in the nfl you got fired after making quite a good trade of trent richardson it feels like you're one of these guys who gets in the media who's not looking to get back into a uh, general manager role as you're just burying this guy. That's probably not a normal thing amongst the GMs. Doesn't everybody try to cover for everybody in that, that type of
5: bullshit? I mean, I'm too old to, to worry about the political game, right? I don't really care. It's probably what's cost me my career. I didn't really play nights, nice, you know? And so I say what I think. I said what I thought when I, when I worked for somebody. And it probably cost me my career because if you play nice in the NFL, you can go way up the ladder. David Blaine's proving that. I mean, you can go <laughs> way up the ladder, you know. But if if you if you give your honest opinion, they don't want to hear that. People don't want the truth, you know. It's a little bit like Nathan R. Jessup. A lot of people can't handle the truth. Mm-hmm. He was right, you know. And so uh, you, you just He's have to go along. And if you don't oh. play nice, you get you get into a real situation of trouble. So. And, and I've never been one to hold my tongue. I've always felt like, look, you pay me for my opinion. I'm going to give you my opinion.
0: All right, here's here's a question. How does he maintain his job? Okay, Because they got rid of Tom Coughlin, right? 25% of the players' complaints to the NFLPA came through Tom Coughlin's Jacksonville Jaguar building here in the last, whatever, four years, however long Tom Coughlin's there. How has David Caldwell kept his job? How has Doug Marone kept his job? And by the way, I was just reminded earlier – Doug Marone, at one point, was the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, did well and said, you know what, I'm out of here, actually. This stinks. He quits, doesn't get another head coaching job. Then he becomes head coach again for the Jaguars. How do they maintain their job, you think? Is it because they have some success? or Because right now it seems like there's no optimism in the building or for the team by anybody, including their fans.
5: Well, the owner, the owner he, pray, he, he allows the owner to do what he wants. He allows Tony Khan, the son, to be involved. I mean, anybody who understands anything about football, and wants to run the Jacksonville Jaguars needs to have a conversation with Mr. Cobb. Mr. Cobb, look, we're going to change this program. We're going to build a culture. Your son's out of the building. I know he owns. I know he's part owner of the team, but he is not getting involved with the players. He's not having a Twitter fight. He's gone. He, you you got to let him do something. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's got to stay out. We're going to run this team like a professional football team. And we're going to build it through a culture. We're not going to sign a bunch of free agents and overpay them and then have our players that we draft to get mad at us for bringing players in. We're going to build a culture around a good pay structure, a good pay scale, and we're going to start with building it with a quarterback. Look, they they passed, they passed Cameron Newton for, for gardner Minshew. I love gardner Minshew. It's a great story. Cam Newton's probably going to get named the starter in New England. In the next day or so no no he's not naming
0: a starter bill's not naming a starter mike you know that
5: no i think he's gonna name a starter and i think <laughs> and I, i'm sure cam newton will be named team captain because he's captured the team right so like you passed on that and so i, I think unless you're willing, unless the owner's willing to change and allow you to build a culture you've got no chance
6: Mike, I was curious about this. How much of this falls at the feet of the front office, and how much of it is like Marone's fault? I mean, I feel like they're kind of giving him the reins to to do whatever he wants with this, and I don't think he's really proven that you know he I don't deserves think it's
5: that at all. I, as, as I tweeted out, Bill Walsh used to say, "There more GMs get coaches fired than actual games," hmm. and I, I and I think it's really true. Uh, Marone's said he knows he's dead man walking. I mean, did you see his release when he said, "We tried to trade Fournette." we wanted a six or nobody wanted them. I mean, that's like an act of desperation. I think this, he knows he's in a tough spot. You know, the Buffalo gig, he had the option to get out. He had won. So he had some cachet, right? And he knew, he thought he would get another job. And I guess he, he missed, he didn't think he thought he was going to get the job, the jet job, you know, and that just didn't happen. So, uh, I, I think he's in a really hard place. I think all their coaches are in a hard place. They know it. They know they're going to get fired. They know they're not going to win more than four games. They know they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence, no matter what. The okay, that was going to be
0: that was going to be my next question because um, whenever I was with the Colts and we won two and fourteen, we won two out of the last three. We're getting hot, by the way. If that season's fucking thirty-two games, we're probably <laughs> we're probably in a Super Bowl. Let's not get crazy here, but. Um, Everybody was talking about the tanking, the tanking, the tanking, you're tanking, you're tanking. Immediately after the season, though, uh, Bill Polian got fired, and then Jim Caldwell promptly got fired. So both people lost their job. If this jaguar team is tanking now granted bill we had bill Polian on the show bill Polian said if we were tanking we won two out of the last three games we weren't doing it right or whatever or whatever however he wanted to talk about it and you never the players never tank but isn't this something that everybody has to buy in on and then it could ultimately also kick everybody right in the taint at some point
5: no doubt, but I mean, when you build your roster around a sixth round pick, Gardner Minshew, and tell me he's the starting quarterback, then you say, then you say, you know what? I'm going to search for the best backup. And it, oh, and by the way, it's Mike Lennon. Like I, I'm, no, I can go upstairs and ask my wife who is the better back. I mean, she could pick somebody better than Mike Lennon. Trust me on this. Okay, so you're tanking. Your actions say you're tanking, right? You're at. You've got maybe five to six guys who are going to start on offense that are rookies. You played in the league. You know, if you're too young, you can't win. It's too hard. It's way too hard. You can't be too old. You can't be too young. You need balance in between. And you need some continuity. They have neither. I mean, and they're not very good up front. They traded Calais Campbell. They traded Andake. They've done all this. So, where are they going? Here's what's going to happen, I think.
0: This you are nowhere near pronouncing his name right there. I mean, you are nowhere near pronouncing his name right
5: there. All right, here's where I think. Here's, here's what I think is going to happen. I think this. I think that uh, on uh, August 31st, I'm, I think what they're going to do at the end of the year, they will clean house. And I think he will go out and try to hire – A big-name college coach. Could he try to hire Dabo Sweeney? Yeah, probably a really smart move if he did it. But I think they're going to give that franchise to a coach and then let him kind of build it back. Because by the end of this year, the value of the franchise and what they've done since he's owned the team has been a disaster.
0: Man. Giving it to a college coach is interesting because that could be a big whiff. Saban at the Dolphins is another thing. Like I don't know if Dabo and Saban are anything like each other, but that'd be very interesting if they gave the college uh, guy GM role too. That's fucking big. Go
3: ahead, Dick. Michael, you've been saying for a long time that you think Trubisky is going to be the starter strictly because if Foles is a starter, Mitch, he just, he just can't mentally come back from that. Do you still believe that? No
5: chance. Yeah, I mean I still. The, the, you know the, the fact that it's even close. What did John Madden once say? When you got a lot of something, you got nothing, right? You oh. know. Well, if you think you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any.
0: Oh you no, know. no. Hey, if you have two quarterbacks, that means you have no, no. quarterback.
5: Correct. Yeah. I mean, look, MVP Mitch is a very fragile guy. Obviously, <laughs> picked you know picked in front. You know that. Look at the top of that draft. It was Miles Garrett, and then there's a lot of misses. It went. It went. Uh, MVP Mitch, Solomon Thomas, and then Fournette. I mean, think about that, right? And this is the Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson draft. Okay. You know, so that that was one of those. So I, I think you can't go back. Like, you're not going to go back to MVP Mitch. The locker room knows, you know, you could sell the locker room early in the season that hey, he's here. He's going to be the guy, yada, yada, yada. But at some point... When he comes in off the bench, nobody's in the huddle saying, oh, man, Mitch is in. We're going to be fine now. Don't worry. Shut <laughs> yes. That ain't happening. Okay? That's yeah, just not going
0: They said he looks like a brand-new quarterback. Yeah. They say he looks like a brand-new guy. Brand-new guy. You know,
5: I mean, the one thing I don't believe is all these reports coming from camp. Remember this line, evaluate the evaluator. Right? Oh. Like, evaluate oh. Who's telling you Michael. that this guy's a good player? Like, I couldn't even – Pat, you guys can tell you, when I said Trubisky stunk the year they went to the playoffs, I couldn't even go to Chicago. They said, like, don't come to this. T-. I had a speaking engagement there. Don't You're going to get mugged, you know, because I said I wouldn't buy, I would not buy Trubisky if he was on a discount rack at Feline's Basement. Jeez. <laughs> I got what is your deal?
0: Why are you so, Jay? Is this how you were a GM, by the way? Is, is this exactly how you talked as a GM right here? Is this is this like a-
5: that, I mean, look, you come in my office, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you something that that I think is, you know, I'm not going to sit there and lie to you and tell, oh, I didn't want to cut you, but this coach wanted to cut you. No, look, here's the deal. Here's the way I see it. Here's what we're going to do. Life goes on. we got to be honest with one another. Did anybody ever come close to slapping you? I mean, I, I don't think there was any need for me to get slapped. I was just being honest. I mean, it was coaching, not criticism.
2: I mean, I think you could
5: can say I'm hard on Trubisky. I'm right on Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? You want me to say? Oh, he's a really nice player, Pat. He's going to do really good this. I think his footwork is marvelous. I love his footwork. Oh, I'm just in love with it. I think he's going to be much better. Oh, and what did they say? Who said it the other day? Oh, it's just his eyes. He needs to focus his eyes. I mean, like, why would you want me to lie to you? I'm not a good liar. I'm really not.
0: When you worked at the the Patriots so closely with Bill Belichick, you said, and I think your son's coaching there right now, so you might have a little insider information on this, but very early you said, Cam Newton and Bill Belichick are going to get along just fine. Cam Newton, this is going to be completely good. We agreed with you. There were some idiots in Boston and other places that were like, no, he's not going to be able to fit into the Patriot way and everything like that. Now videos are coming out. Cam Newton is being Cam Newton, and Bill Belichick seems to be enjoying the hell out of it and complimenting the living shit out of Cam Newton, everything he does. You said that he's going to be named starter here in the next couple days what have you been hearing about
5: that relationship and is anybody in the building surprised at all by this whole thing no not at all he's the first guy there i mean read the quotes read the quotes from players first guy here last guy gone now always with a new hat never the same outfit every day Respect. has Listen. a complete wardrobe That's, that kind of stuff doesn't bother belichick belichick's about how hard you work is your head in the playbook do you put the team first are you doing the things to make us better that's what he cares he doesn't care what your fashion statement is and everybody that thinks they know bill has no idea i was texting with a coach today who who is new to that staff up there and and it'd been other i mean and the reality is you don't know really what goes on in that building unless you've been in the building and all these people that think they know they think they know they really don't know
0: the thought of what Adam Vinatieri told me the first time after we go up there and after the game, Belichick sought out Vinny. You know, they had a moment. I was like, man, that's really cool. And I like, I think I even like gave like a Belichick like a fan like a big fan like whenever he shook Vinny's hand because I was just following Vinny around or whatever. And he was like, he gave me like oh, thank you or whatever and just walked <laughs> it off or whatever. And I asked Vinny like on the trip home because it was up in Foxborough. I was like, what's that dude like? And he was like you would love him and he would love you by the way. He's just, he has a great personality. Everybody says he has a great personality, incredible work ethic, and he's the same person every single day. He said the consistency is the outlandish, how consistent he is.
5: And the media portrays him because they just don't know, and they can't get to him. They can't really rattle him because he is truly has mental toughness. So no matter what they say, they can't. He can't get rattled, and no one knows. So they think they know. They think they've been behind the. Oh, I know what goes on at the pit. In fact, here's the reality. I, I said this to somebody. There's been more NBA basketball coaches that have read my book than NFL coaches. And the reason that is is because most NFL coaches think they know what goes on in New England. No. They don't really need to read my book to know what goes on behind the scenes. Whereas the NBA coaches, they want to know. They want to learn, you know. I mean, Brad Stevens invited me up to speak to his, his coaching seminar last summer because he had read the book. Like, that's the reality. And coaches in the league, what Vinatieri told you is there's so many guys in the league that have a perception of what goes on in New England it ain't reality. They don't know really what happens. They don't know how they prepare to win games. They don't know what it takes to win games. And so when, why would I read Lombardi's book? I know what they do up there. You know, it's no big deal. They have no clue. As Uncle Junior from the Sopranos once said, (laughs) some people are so far out of the race they actually think they're winning. (laughs)
0: Paizan with a ponder quote. What's the name of the book?
5: Gridiron Genius, I got, I'll send you. I, I got to get your. No, you don't wait. Phone.
0: Don't wait. You're wasting it. I, like I, I'll buy one because I would like to support the cause, but I will never read it. So it's just there's no chance. I, I read it. audio tape when
5: you're doing that 115 steps climbing up those stairs when yeah. you're going up the Empire State Building every day. Yeah. you can
0: listen to it. You <laughs> know, I I do feel as if I've gotten a little soft. I've not cracked 200 yet. This in the last couple of weeks. I think yeah, today. Play, I think I'm going to 200 today. I think I'm going 200 floors. Here today. we go. I think I'm going 200 floors today.
5: What's the Empire State? How many floors are those?
0: I don't know, but the, it's that one over in uh, it's the the Wiz Khalifa.
6: Burj Khalifa, <laughs> yeah. The Burj
0: Khalifa is 162 floors or something. That's in Abu Dhabi, so that's the one I go for. Uh, I'm not going, but I
5: I, I you. But... <laughs> no, I'm your
0: inspiration, remember? Get your ass on that horse and find that fucking dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Diggs, what have you
3: got? Michael, we had you on every uh, Friday last year during the football season. Picks were great, obviously. Great
5: picks, mm-hmm. by the way. What were you? Do you remember your percentage? You probably do. I think it was, I mean, somewhere like 68, 69%. Is that good? I I don't know. Vegas Dave may be better. I don't know. (laughs) I
4: don't know. You know,
5: I mean, it's the best. I love that guy. That guy, he's selling picks. He's never been wrong, right?
3: (laughs) (laughs) We're 10 days away from betting the NFL season. Like, are you, like, general things? Are we fading first-year coaches? How, like, is there things that you're looking for week one?
5: I, I really, that's a great question. I think this, go, go to your, the week one lines. There's a lot of action already been played on these week one lines. And most of this action is coming from sharp bettors. For example, you know, the, the Niners are a seven and a half point favorite against the, the, the Cardinals in the opening game. Everybody, everybody are betting the Cardinals. The the 49ers have 1%. As long as that number stays above seven and a half, the Cardinals will be. Their offense is fairly intact. They've gotten better on defense. They gave the 49ers trouble last year. To me, the way I'm looking at this thing is, I think this. I think conditioning is going to matter in the month of September. I think the teams that do less, meaning they don't have a lot of scheme to them, that they can execute and don't make mental mistakes, are going to be able to win. I think red zone offense and defense is really going to matter, and I think red zone third downs are going to matter. I think the teams that know that, and and so those things tell me veteran coaches that understand what it's going to take to get a team ready. I'm going to play them in quarterbacks in the, in the first week. And I'm going to look for the numbers because Jeez. we don't know really what's going on. We haven't watched these teams practice. We haven't seen. You know, the line in Kansas City, Houston on Thursday night is 10 going to 10 and a half. It's moving there. That's a lot of points, especially considering how good Houston's offense could be. And what people don't realize is down the stretch last year, Kansas City's defense was really good, really good. That's how they really won the Super Bowl. Their defense played at a higher level than it did all year. And I, I'm not sure they can do that.
0: Okay. So, I mean, you just said a lot. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you just said a lot. It was incredibly deep and very knowledgeable. But you said to the teams that do a lot, look for them to potentially be in trouble because of conditioning earlier. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the picture of teams that do a lot, right? I mean, isn't that the team that does.
5: You know, the Chiefs are deceiving because they do a lot, but they're simple. Like, they don't. They're, the, think about the formations they're in. It's always three-by-one with Kelsey away from the three-by-one. Why is that? Because they want to be able to get the ball. They want to know where the double teams are coming. You can't double Tyreek Hill really well when he's in the slot. So they're, they're really kind of simple, but they run the same plays over and over again from different looks. It's the Joe Gibbs. If you said to me, Michael, who influenced Bill Belichick more than anybody, people would say, oh, Bill Parcells. No, Joe Gibbs, because Joe Gibbs was really good at running a lot of different looks but having them all be the same look, a different, same place from different looks—that to me is a little bit like the Chiefs. You don't want to get in the situations. How many times have you seen those free acts? Guy blows the coverage. Yes. No communication. Oh, that's going to happen in September because the teams that don't understand less is more in September will lose. Michael, what's Bill Belichick's favorite food? Ooh, favorite food? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. I, I don't. You know, Does he I, eat? I mean, Steak, I would, I, you know, steak, well done. I mean, he eats steak it well steak done. done. He's he's a a, steak like a he, he likes a burger. That's well like, steak. He's he's done. Well, yeah. done. Sandwiches. well done steak. Okay. That's because he's tough. I mean, I think anything, you know, uh, crabs, I think seafood is probably his favorite. Uh, I would oh, check up there in Boston, I yeah, yeah, well, done.
0: well done steak and lobster, a little surf, and incredibly fried turf. Does he actually eat That was an
5: interesting... Only a great host like yourself can make that transition from the betting of the Kansas City game to Bill Belichick's diet. Well,
0: as soon as I heard you say michael (laughs) like i had to do a michael question and that was the only one that i could really think of that's that's 100 on me um so you 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 kind of went back and forth on the kansas city houston game because obviously it's the first game so we are going to hammer very large you're feeling houston it feels like huh because you think the defense isn't going to be as good as they were down the stretch and that's a lot of points
5: well i think it's a lot of points right so let's just break down so right now there's 2143 tickets that have been written up on this game already (laughs) That's a lot of tickets. That's a lot of tickets so far, right? And so, what what are those tickets telling us? Because remember, the betting market is no different than the stock market. We have to follow the money to understand what's going on here. Fifty four percent of the tickets that are being written up are on the Chiefs. Fifty percent of the money is coming in on both ways. Mm-hmm. All right. So really, there's been a everybody's taken – the and the line has and the line has moved down to ten. So because the line opened at ten and a half and it's gone to ten. And the money's the same. That tells you there's a lot of sharp money coming in more on Houston than Uh, on Kansas
0: City. Because the amount of bets are equaling the amount of money that's being bet on this side. So the amount of bets Uh, has moved the line.
5: Let me give you a better example. Let's just say, okay, San Francisco has 1,000 tickets, almost 1,100 tickets written up. 71% of those tickets that have been written up are taking the Arizona Cardinals. 98% of the money is on the Cardinals no one's betting the Niners no so that so that 29 percent though those tickets they're five dollar tickets they're just cheap tickets because it's only represents two percent of the money So all the substantial money's coming in on the Arizona Cardinals. So you've got to look at these numbers and see where the money's going and see you always want to be on the side of the house. Always. Always.
0: Always. And by the way, this might be the most Italian thing I've ever heard you speak about here. This is the most Italian I've ever heard you. Because I used to go, I used to work at a pizza shop. Hey, Dallas Al Pizza, shout out Dallas Al Pizza in Pittsburgh. And uh one of one of his uh family members definitely ran a book. It was very obvious. But all he would ever talk about is the number moving and what he would do with the moving, and that was like his whole thing.
5: That's like it's the, the deeper play. It, it, you have to understand the market. You gotta know where the money's going. You just can't be Vegas Dave and have a hunch, you know? <laughs> you gotta know what the market is and, and you've gotta really understand it. And you know, like like for and, and when the ticket counts get up, right? and here's what happens with the books do which tells you if you see a lot of money coming in on a team and they don't move the number to the team where the money's coming that tells you that's just that's 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 public money when they move the number based on where the sharps are coming the people that do this for a living the billy walters those guys that have done made a living on football then they move that number.
0: Oh, I can't wait to have more of these conversations because we're trying to take every single dollar from the company that's right over your head right there, Hell FanDuel. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the incredibly smart and active, and today, sawed down everybody. <laughs> Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, pies on, Michael Lombardi. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Everybody. Everybody, I told you the truth. I didn't yeah, 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 yeah. It's, okay, not, right. it's not personal, it's business. Baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey,
0: hey, Foxy. That's business, baby. Hey, have a good one, Lombardi. We appreciate it. Thank you. Do. Yep. Man.
4: I mean, he fucking sawed down everybody. Yeah, okay. he, also, he also called him Yannick Ondake. Yeah, Ndake. Yeah. He's,
3: he's notorious for getting names wrong.
4: And he does not care, by the way. No.
3: I told him, and he just <laughs> powered right through <laughs> it.
0: I mean, that guy. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have played for teams or worked for teams that he was at, and they probably hate him, and I would assume that. I enjoy talking to him a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy talking to him a lot, a lot. All right, all right. Thank you so much. You're the best. Around and nothing's gonna keep you. (laughs) A little slap happy here, a little tired, maybe on some vitamins. Didn't record this till late, absolutely forgot to do so. So, here's a little behind the scenes of what's going on over here. There's a cat named Sebastian that currently just jumped up onto the bed, laying next to my wife, Samantha. In between us is our daughter, Valerie who kicked cancer's ass a couple months ago. I have about one-eighth of the bed. Everybody else has all the room. There's a fan blowing on it over here. And I hope you enjoyed today's show. All right, Ty, please play some independent music.